1: This is Joe the Widget Wilson with Ivarwin. We are at a special event for a special episode for you guys. Where are we at, man?
0: Indeed, we are. Joe, it's, it's, uh, it's actually it's great to be here uh, sitting next to you for the, for the first time while recording.
1: Yeah, this is really weird because I'm actually sitting right next to Ivarwin talking to him in person. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with myself. <laughs> we're,
0: uh, we're in Maryland right now, in, in Baltimore, and we are here for a unannounced elder scrolls online event for uh, for media media personnel uh we were asked to come here because of of the podcast elder scrolls online uh elder scrolls off the record and <laughs> um we're we've got quite quite a couple of days ahead of us uh there's there's some events planned and uh and we're a part of it and there's going to be some news that's coming out and we're going to be releasing that news as we as we uh as we get it so that's, you, that's why we're here. As you guys can imagine, we're pretty excited about this thing. We Just, got invited oh to go to Zinamex.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've been uh, nerdgasming over this the last couple of days.
1: <laughs> Even more so now that we're here, we have a fancy badge. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> it says Quest Gaming Network on it, Elder Scrolls off the record. I know,
0: they didn't spell our names wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Well, mine's <laughs> not hard. Yours is hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh,
1: Ivarwin yeah. is kind of a weird name, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, they gave me the uh, the two A's, and I had to go back, and it's 1A, E-V-A-R-W-I-N, and they're like, oh, okay, we're sorry, sir. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, just don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: get your information right. Yeah. God. <laughs> Gosh, man. So, this is a little pre-introduction here. Uh, we're going to try to get a lot of interviews for you guys, hopefully. We don't know yet. This is the day before the event. Uh, you'll probably be hearing this Monday or Tuesday night. So, hopefully... We'll get a lot of interviews tomorrow. There's a lot of people here from a lot of different media sources. You just met someone recently?
0: Yeah, I met someone on the elevator coming down to your room. And uh, I think he was from from uh, Nexus, like the, the mod managing site, Nexus. So I didn't get a good look at his badge. Um, seemed like a nice guy and all, but... Uh, That's
1: kind of like a, a hint right there, isn't it? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> We're not sure exactly what to expect, and the this preliminary recording is is really just to kind of you know set up what you're going to hear um, for the rest of the show. On, uh, I think the rest of the show is going to be our interviews. Hopefully, we'll get them. We were mm-hmm. we were told that we may we may be able to interview some some people. We're hoping to get Paul Sage on uh, as one of the people. That'd be that'd be phenomenal. Um, yeah,
1: we're gonna try to corner him, yeah. mug him.
0: Mug them, drag them uh, into some seedy part of of Baltimore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're gonna answer our questions now.
0: Got a whole book of questions here that that I'm ready to I'm ready to fire away and and ask these these poor unsuspecting game developers.
1: Yvonne <laughs> and I went to a uh, Irish pub slash restaurant across the street from the hotel, grab some lunch, and I have a couple of um, <sighs> October Oh my God, yeah. So we're I'm, I'm a little buzzed right now, which is okay, because that's, that's good. that's good. We went over all these questions that we're going to ask tomorrow, and hopefully we get at least, I'd say at least a third of them answered. Yeah, ideally. hopefully.
0: Hopefully, yeah. We've got about a, a good list of about 20 questions, and I'm sure they're going to say, go to the next one, please, for a lot of these. Or F
1: you, or what the hell are you thinking? Or,
0: no comment. Oh, it's
1: you guys again? Crap. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh with any luck, uh we'll we'll get a, a bunch of those questions answered for you. Um uh, we have a dinner event scheduled. Basically the way this is working is right now it's Wednesday. Yes. Okay. Uh Wednesday, October seventeenth, and uh, it's around five thirty. Um we have a dinner event scheduled at seven, and it's a meet and greet. Basically, um, you know, have a little dinner with some of the with the developers and, and shake some hands, kiss some babies, whatever. I don't think there's going to be any big. we Yeah, we're,
1: we're political candidates now.
0: <laughs> Tomorrow's the real event. Uh, tomorrow, starting around 9 o'clock, we're going to get shuttled over to – is it? Is it actually ZeniMax Online?
1: Yeah, we're Studios? going to ZeniMax Studios.
0: Okay, so we're going to get shuttled over there.
1: Because basically Bethesda – it's ZeniMax Studios is a parent company. So yeah. Bethesda and ZeniMax Online are in the same office building area. Are they? Yeah. I didn't know I that. It up. <laughs> ah,
0: that makes sense, because when I came into the hotel, which it's some version of the Hilton.
1: Yeah, it's Homewood Suites.
0: Homewood Suites. All right. So that's where we're at. When I came in here, they asked me, is this part of the Bethesda event? And I almost corrected the girl at the desk saying, no, um, it's, ZeniMax. <laughs> it's ZeniMax. But then I said, wait a minute. Bethesda must be sponsoring this whole thing. So just to give you an idea of exactly, because they always say, you know, Zenimax online always says how closely they work with Bethesda on the MMO, but you never hear anything from Bethesda. So this is the first indication that we've seen on Bethesda's part, that they really are behind the scenes sort of way supporting the MMO.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they they seem to have paid our way. Oh, complete. I mean, I thought it was Zenimax that was paying, the, paying us, but no, it's uh, when we talked to the
1: representative, it was a Bethesda representative.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Wow, I need to pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, you know, it's it's actually true. Uh, Bethesda really is supporting this game one hundred and ten percent. And and for for the reason why I bring it up is because for Elder Scrolls Online fans, those of you out there that are are fans of the single player, not too sure about the MMO, um, you know, Bethesda is back in this. 110%, and uh, they really are collaborating with them from what we can tell from real-life examples.
1: Well, this game is, ZeniMax is the parent company's baby. Yeah. They're banking a lot of money on this deal.
0: Yeah, well, I can understand ZeniMax Online
1: why. Studios was created for this game. hmm Yep. And so this is a, a big deal. There's a lot of press here. There's rumors of IGN being here and all kinds of, of goodies. So yep, game Informer, game Informer, PC Gamer. So we're expecting to see a lot of different people to rub elbows with and hopefully give you guys a whole lot of entertaining info. That's the goal anyway. Yep. We want to know more about this game so we can pass it on to you guys. I mean, there's some things that we are under a strict NDA. There's some things they're going to tell us, you guys can't touch, you guys can't say anything about this, or we'll slap your hand. So I don't want to get my hand slapped. <laughs> I'm it just fan. hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It's just not nice. Reminds me of my mother. I'm not a big fan of that. I love my mom, mind you, but still, (laughs) getting punished was never fun. Uh, So we'll see. I mean, we got a lot coming up. I'm going to try to – I'm going to get Ivaro and drag him back into this room or or his room and record after the whole event's done. Yes. With our impressions and all that goodies. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I want to
1: see what the uh, meet and greet has to offer
0: us. I'd like to see what's on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh and and we'll be back um after the meet and greet and uh kind of explain like what happened there and then and then tomorrow we'll we'll uh give a little extra
1: further. Oh uh, yeah. So this is gonna be a little uh, a super special bonus episode of Elder Scrolls off the record. Super special bonus episode brought of- to you
0: by Quest Gaming Network. A tweet audio. <laughs> <laughs> tweet audio <laughs> Which, by the way, I see, Joe. You're using your, your tweaked audio headphones somewhere on the desk around here.
1: They're in my backpack. Ah, okay. There they are. I thought these were them. No, those are the Bose. Are the Bose?
0: Yeah, those are the Bose. Okay, but they're not sponsoring us, so no, they're not sponsoring <laughs> the hell hold them. There we go, There we go. Okay, tweaked There's audio. My tweaked audio. Tweet audio. My those those look like they're engineered for sound clarity and durability. <laughs> 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 does that come with the optional microphone? <laughs> it does. <laughs> I use it for my iPhone to listen to this fine show. My I, and I saw how you pulled them out of your bag. They were all in a in a in a in a bunch, but yeah. uh you picked them up and they they didn't
1: bind up or crimp fell up. Right apart. fell
0: right apart. You know, perfect. Look at that. That's
1: even stripped right there and it still works perfect. Works perfect. Look at that. I'm not exactly the, the kindest person to my earphones, that nylon cord seems to be holding up really
2: well. Yeah
0: barely tweakedaudio.com off the record is <laughs> your code for 33% off <laughs> nice little
1: ad you like that right as i'm fluctuating my audio back in and forth as i move around the hotel room. <laughs> toss that in there real good oh all right guys we'll be talking to you again very very soon we're gonna go and probably take a nap before we head off to this event because i could use one
0: yeah um I won't be a part of it, but... Uh, no. You know, they,
1: well, I, I offered a spoon with Barwin, but with he said no. None, none of that. And he wasn't that. into it. No, unfortunately. Bummer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back soon <laughs> with more information. <laughs> All right,
0: guys. Take care. We'll see you in a few minutes.
1: Alright, we're back. It's 11.15pm Eastern Time, and we just got done with dinner with some of the Bethesda slash Zinimax staff. And I gotta say... Oh awesome. my god.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. This... I just got off the phone with Jenny, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys what I told her. This was really, really an important night for, for Quest Gaming Network, for Elder Scrolls off the record. Um, for us as as fans of of Elder Scrolls Online, this was an important night. Uh, we had an absolute blast. the the community the whole community team was there. They're great people, really down to earth. Lots of fun, um, just amazing, amazing people.
1: Great time. I think we talked about every game underneath the sun last night, tonight, including oh, yeah. Elder Scrolls Online mm-hmm. and Skyrim. Yep. Yeah. Elder Scrolls in general. Yeah. It was pretty cool. We walked into the, the room and we introduced ourselves and they're like, we know you guys, the
3: podcasters. <laughs> yeah.
1: We couldn't believe that they actually knew about us.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good way to start the evening. Yeah, that was cool. That was definitely cool. So they we, they had us telling us some of our stories and we heard some of their stories and not really anything in the game, obviously. It was just kind of a, a meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. We kind of weed out a couple little nuggets there. Here and there. A couple of pieces here and there. Like, uh, one of the, we had a question we were going to ask in an interview, if we can get one tomorrow, mm-hmm. that got crossed off the list tonight because we found out the answer.
0: Yep, that's right. <laughs> that is uh, the issue of PvE versus PvE gear in Elder Scrolls Online. And and there there is, in fact, no issue because there won't be PvE or PvP gear. You're just going to get gear... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, good, good stuff to kill stuff with.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. You're getting gear. It's not <laughs> PVE, and there's no PVP stat either. Um, I I never look. I, I've been looking a lot. Okay, yeah. now I know this wasn't a slip of the tongue because they said it as if it had been announced already so this yeah. wasn't a slip this has been announced and and this it's out there it's um, just,
1: it was announced somewhere that we kind of missed somewhere i think it had
0: to have been because i the biggest piece of of information that we have regarding this game in one source is that is the is the gi uh announcement that yeah was, that was made in june or, or may or june or may june whatever <laughs> um, i just made my own month <laughs> but <laughs> can you tell i'm tired um so and nowhere in there does it say that that if it does, I missed it. Um, but I is from what I can recall, there's there's nothing in there that says that um, you're you're not going to have gear that's for PvP or PVE. It, it doesn't say that, but it's, it's got to say it somewhere. But in any event, um, that's neither here nor there. It was it was told by us today that um, they are not building this game with PvP or PVE gear right now. You're just going to receive
1: gear. In fact, we had a, a large discussion going around the table about the whole gear issue regarding the PVP PVE split, yeah. <clears throat> and the general consensus around the table was, you know, don't have that split.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I yeah. couldn't agree more. That's what I said on the show before. Yeah. I don't want to see it. it. It ruined WoW for me in PVP, and we know that we already know there's going to be a big PVP element in all those Rolls Online. Obviously, right, the course. whole Emperor seat. Yeah. I want to be the first emperor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean um, you know, uh, end
0: game end game PVP is going to be Cyrodiil. going in there and 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 doing your thing. Um one thing that I don't think is is really widely known is that Cyrodiil is is uh the same or close to the same as it was in in uh in, uh, in Oblivion. Um but in this version of, of Cyrodiil, it's obviously thousands of years back and it's it's the seat of the empire and there's a lot of war going on, so that's where you're going to get your your PVP out of. And um, you're going to ha- it's not just PVP, it's going to be it's going to be uh, siege weapons, you know, destroying uh, towers and, and and buildings and uh, and PVP on that kind of a
1: scale, you know, 100 versus 100 potentially. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Maybe we were talking about the scale of this game. One of the devs we're talking to was just blown away about the size of this game. Yeah. Yeah, About how much is in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I know I'm for one extremely excited to about tomorrow. Oh god, yeah. We're gonna be in Zenimax Studios, we're gonna see the game. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to get some hands on time. We know it's playable.
0: Yeah. They said they said they would. They said they would give us some hands-on time with it. We get to have hands on
3: hands-on time.
0: They're gonna have to tear that keyboard out of my cold dead hand. <laughs> Dave and Lou, be jealous. <laughs> They'd be like, Okay, Ivar, when it's enough. You could step away, like no, you, no, no. <laughs> <mine!"> no. <laughs> okay, let go of her hand. <laughs>
1: best part of this is he's actually making the face
0: (laughs) Uh, that may not happen but (laughs) i'll feel like doing it (laughs) so yeah they said hands on time so i'm really looking forward to that clearly (laughs) and we're gonna be
1: there for six hours yeah yeah so they have a whole bunch of presentations for us and all kinds of goodies and we're gonna try to sneak in as many interviews as we can in the meantime um we're working on a lot of a, a lot of uh a network ties for you guys so we can bring on some devs in in, in later sh- episodes. Oh
0: yeah, they said <clears> um the now I spoke with the community team managers and they said they are definitely interested in in coming on the show and actually talking with us um and having that discussion be centered around some major major news developments. Yay,
1: yeah. And, and then, if we can, get him to BS a
0: little bit with us about Skyrim and whatnot. Oh, God, that'd be great. <laughs> also, uh, um, Matt Grandstaff was was there as well from Bethesda, and uh, we got to uh, hang out with old G-Staff a little bit, and he said he was interested in coming on coming on the show. So we, we hope to be able to, to bring to you the community team for ESO and as well uh, Matt Grandstaff from, from Bethesda and talk about Skyrim a bit.
1: Oh yeah, because we're still going to be pining Skyrim stuff. I'm going to try to a sneak oh, yeah. over to Bethesda side tomorrow. Yeah, and get a sneak peek at whatever DLC they might be doing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See what's going on with that. Maybe,
0: uh, maybe, maybe pick uh, Pete Hines' brain a little bit. <laughs> oh yes,
1: he's going to be there. Yeah. Well, they said he might. <clears throat> he might. Well, if he is, that'll be very entertaining, especially if he remembers us. Awkward. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. Awkward.
1: We haven't been that bad to the guy. I mean you know, no,
0: not I think really. we've not, been fair. Not directly. No, we've been critical when necessary, and then mm-hmm. you know, uh you know, when when he's been fair, we've been fair too. And I mean we don't, no one here dislikes him. It's just we just don't uh really agree with, with some it's of the
1: Twitters he did. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, that's <clears throat> that's that. So we kinda had a little chat with some of the team about their little oops moment with the uh like World of Warcraft statement. Yeah. And they all agreed that, yeah, it was an oops. Yeah, that was an oops.
0: (laughs) That was totally unintentional. This is coming directly from the community team. A World of Warcraft comment that was made was not intentional, and it was definitely said the incorrect way, and that was not the feel that they were trying to go for. And they are doing, this is a quote, we are working very, very hard at not... Uh, what, what did he say we're working very very hard to uh, either reclaim that or or uh, or or kind of fix like, that yeah, but, fix that fix that that was kind <clears> of <throat> so it's not really a quote I'm kind of paraphrasing but he did say I'm working very very we're working working really hard to kind of fix that
1: because it's it's been a huge point of negative pushback for them and it has well obviously I mean we've been talking about that for months now Ever since they uh, made that little Forty and slip. Yeah. <laughs> um. One of the guys that we talked to, he's new to the staff. He's only been there for a couple of months, and he was telling us how he had a few hours of planned play time, mm. and he didn't want to stop. Yeah. He said, from coming from a general gamer who doesn't play MMOs, mm-hmm. that it was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Extremely fun. I know he works for the company, so I mean, it's not like he has to say that, but. He could have worded it differently. It was generally, it was, it was genuine what he said. Yeah,
0: it was. You could tell. You could tell by the way he he answered, his mannerisms. You know, he, we had we had the chance to actually um, meet the uh, German side of, of Bethesda as well. One of the um, one of the uh, managers from from the uh, German side of Bethesda was here, so I I asked him if if you were actively playing World of Warcraft would you leave that game for elder scrolls online and without even thinking about it he said oh without a doubt yeah um you know and then as well i mean we don't i don't want to drop any names but you know the the other community team member that we were speaking to said the exact same thing when i when i asked him just just no just point blank no no hesitation no stutter just yeah absolutely and you know, we we all had nice things to say about World of Warcraft. I mean, it's not a bad game. It's just it's not what we used to play, so we've we've moved on. It's not Elder Scrolls. Oh, that's the other thing too. You know, it's <laughs> it's not Elder Scrolls. Um, so I mean, you know, it's 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 not that. It's it's a bad game. It's just it's different than than what we played, and we just we prefer something else. So that's. that's we
1: want that. to get into that one conversation we had? Mm-hmm. With that gentleman who let slip a few little oops in the lore. Uh who was who was that? I forgot his name. Skinny glasses. We right. were talking to him by the wall uh, or by the bar, and he said he was talking about how we were talking about lore. Mm-hmm. And he said that they or they found three mistakes already in the oh, lore. Right. Yeah. But they fixed them. Right. So they're being very very meticulous. What that tells me is one yeah. thing is they're being extremely meticulous about the the, the lore, yes, and how it's portrayed. Yeah. Um, I guess there's one zone that was supposed to be in the lore was supposed to be exotic. Oh, Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was actually portrayed in uh, I believe Darwin Yeah, it was it, more of, of a of, temperate. Of, yeah.
0: Basically the he he wanted to point out that the ESO team is is doing a tremendous amount of research to make sure that this game stays true to all of the lore the lore that was written for arena and all the way up so 20 years worth of lore these guys are digging and digging hard Um, unfortunately there were three minor ultra ultra minor mistakes that they did uncover and one of them a lot of the... the these three are, are so minor, like, no no one would really, like, pick up yeah. on this. That was kind of, like, his point. Well, there.
1: the other two, I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. I was like, okay, right. whatever. I mean... The, is, it was fixed? Okay, great.
0: The, <laughs> one, the one example that we're bringing up now is is this idea that a long time ago, it was written, before Oblivion came out, it was written somewhere in the lore that Cyrodiil was a jungle. Mm-hmm. And when they made uh, Oblivion, you could see that... You know, it's it's Western European looking. It's it's a very temperate climate, medievalish, right? And therefore, not a jungle at all. And there was a disparate, um, you know, there was a discrepancy in 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 that in those two things. So they had to go back and write in this whole thing on how one of the Daedric princes uh, turned it into that that basically climate. You had a fit
1: and change the climate.
0: Right. And that's that's basically it. So that got fixed. But that wasn't the ESO team, that was just one of one of these three mistakes that they found. So Bethesda originally made the mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and they corrected it. <laughs> yeah, and that it was just it was just so so they're they're going back and they're doing a, a lot of research to make sure that all of this fits with the lore that's already written. So I that's a great thing to hear that they're doing so much research. There's a lot of time and attention to detail. Yes. And, um, that, that makes, that makes me excited. Very excited.
1: Well, uh, trust us. when we said that we tried to mine some information out of him and <laughs> some of the conversations we were going into, mm-hmm. like class systems, things like that. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the break of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Yep. I can tell that the gentleman that was from, from ZeniMax was sitting there just like biting his tongue <laughs> so hard. I thought it was, going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: asked. Uh, I asked. Some, I asked some of these guys specifically. Uh, one, I asked one PvP question. I heard siege engines are in Cyrodiil, and that you can attack buildings. Does that mean that buildings are a hundred percent destructible? <laughs> the guy looked at me and smiled, and he said. I think you'll be happy with what you see tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Damn it. <laughs> so I, I smiled and I said, okay, all right. So I, I mean, get to see this. Yeah, it's a big rumor. It's a rumor. you know. Maybe you will, will get 100% destructible uh,
1: buildings in Cyrodiil. I have a feeling King this King. is going to be a long special episode. Yeah. Of just me and you talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's getting that way, isn't
1: it? <laughs> well, just the starting point, we got... 30 minutes record time. Already? Just between the two starts, yeah. And then not to wow. mention the fact that we have the event tomorrow. Uh-huh. Hopefully the interviews we're going to get. Yeah. And then the conversation we're going to have after. Afterward. Yeah. So buckle down. This could be a three-hour <clears> show. <laughs> <laughs> get ready. Oh, yeah. and Joe, three-hour. Well, oh. It was not surprising. I mean, we've done that before on Nelda Scrolls. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Quite loquacious. <laughs>
1: All right, so we're gonna get back to you guys tomorrow, which will seem like only a second to you guys, and uh, talk more about everything that we're allowed to talk to you about. <laughs> exactly.
0: I wish now, we could hit the back the back button on the on the recorder and hear our future selves talk about what happened tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> By the way, we got jackets. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh my god, we got free swag. It's awesome. We got a. I'm wearing it right now. I got an ESO uh, little sports jacket. I'm probably going to sleep
3: with it. It has the and Elder Scrolls
1: <laughs> Online lo- uh, uh, words on the left side. Yeah, left breast on the back has the uh, the circle logo over the back. And it's it's white and black. It's it's actually extremely nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I really like I really like
0: this <clears> thing. And then I got a free copy of Dishonored on on uh, the
1: 360. They gave one to me for PS3. Yep. So Dan, you get to play Dishonored. That's right. So I'm, I'm totally excited about <laughs> about uh, Which everything. means I'm pulling Yvarwin over to uh, Adrenaline Gaming Adrenaline at one Ga- point, <laughs> Probably the next couple of weeks. That's right. Talk some dishonored with so me. I'm a little dishonored <laughs> there. Uh,
0: yeah, so uh, very, very happy with what happened tonight. and um, It was great to meet all the guys that were there from the, all the different fan websites. Um, it was
1: a hell of a night. Yeah, it sure was. I was actually surprised they invited guilds. Yeah, that was that was surprising. There was
0: uh was there one or two?
1: Two. Two invited, yeah.
0: Okay. Huh. Two.
1: So we'll see how that plays out tomorrow. We got we even talked to uh, a representative from mmorpg.com in the elevator. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> briefly.
0: That was that was awesome. Um He seemed like a really nice
1: guy. I got his, yeah, I have it buried over It's car around here <clears> somewhere. So anyway, well once this episode releases, I'm sure we might twitter some pictures. Oh yeah. Of our event and all that good stuff. So, Garrett Fuller, Industry Relations Manager for mmorpg.com.
0: Garrett Fuller. Nice guy. If you've read his articles and you probably have. He's
1: he's a he's a real good dude. All right, we'll talk to you guys in just a second. Um, in reality, it's like 10 hours for us. Yeah, time for sleep.
2: Sleepy time. <laughs> Sleepy time.
1: Hi everybody, Joe the Widget Wilson here with Evarwin, and we are joined by a special guest. You guys all have heard of him at least once, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Paul Sage, the creative director on the Elder Scrolls Online project, the show, the game that we talk about religiously on this show, and hype up. And um, we have a lot to say about that. But first, we're gonna have a little chat with Mr. Paul Sage here. Absolutely. Hey guys, how are you? This is
0: Ivarwin, and uh, I'd like to, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, Mr. Paul Sage, the creative director of Elder Scrolls Online. It's it's amazing to be
1: next to you right now answer, asking these questions and being with you and having a discussion. It's, Ladies it's and real. gentlemen, Varwin is nervous and nerd me at the same time, so <laughs> that's what you hear in his voice. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being Appreciate
0: here. Appreciate it. So, uh, we had the preview today. huh and um, it was absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, we played your game for approximately four hours. It was about three. And um, it, felt, it felt like one. It felt like, yeah, it went <laughs> by so fast because we had a ton of fun. Um, I know I had a private conversation with you off to the side saying, like, some of the systems in this game are just far and away some of the best systems that, that I've seen in an MMO to date. Ultra modern, really fantastic. Um, what can you say was was some of your your inspiration for drawing in some of the some of the systems that you have um, in the game that you you introduced was that are that the other MMOs are not doing?
4: Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know again a lot of credit goes out to an extremely talented team. You know, first you have to say that they're amazing. Um, but but you know I think a lot of our inspiration comes from. Uh, what we said was, you know, the pairing of um, both our MMO instincts and then our Elder Scrolls instincts and, and kind of the things we talk about really concentrating on our, are that world immersion, uh, the strategic and reactive combat uh, that, you know, we showed off today. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, The The idea of, uh, you know, making sure it has the best uh, social mechanics of any game and then um, really, you, you know, you, you start to tie all those things in together and you, you really come away with... Uh, the, the goals that we have, and you know, we hope we're expressing in that playtest today. So,
0: yeah. uh, one of the things that, that uh, was spoken about was the, the fact that there aren't going to be any servers um, in the game. Can you explain to us a little bit about how you're going to make an MMO without, without the servers that we're used to?
4: Uh, it's almost like how do you make an MMO with the servers, right? Uh, right. Because, you know, one of, the, one of the things that's really important was uh, getting players to be able to play together. Um, and, you know, we, we got to that situation where you'd have to find out, hey, where, what server is my buddy playing on? Or, you know, where are they playing? And so what we did is we said, well, we want to remove that barrier. And so we've combined it all into what we're calling, you know, kind of internally mega server technology. Okay. And, and the idea is, is that uh, you just log in with your login and you just start playing the game. And if you have a buddy that's somewhere else, you'll be able to go to your friend um, and just join them for whatever they're doing. We just felt that really the important thing right away for an MMO is just to get you with your friends and your established friend networks. Right. Um, now, I
0: know Matt Firer was good enough to, to indicate that there at least will be a North American server and
4: a European server.
1: I kind of um, said it was a possibility they're going to look into. Yeah.
4: yeah. But that's beyond cool. that, there's really nothing. Uh, right. So, you know, we want obviously we want to make sure that you're you're playing with people who speak your language. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one of the uh, important things. But uh, right, we just want you to be able to get in, jump in, and play the game. What
2: um,
0: What can you tell me about about connectivity with with um, things like Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, Google Plus? I know that you had mentioned that you want the game to be to be modern and social on a social networking um, you know platform. How what, what was the inspiration for saying that we want to do this on we want to integrate these these um these features, these social networking sites? And then additionally, other than the inspiration, what
4: how do you think it's going to, to work? Uh, so when we start out, you you look at it and you're like, what friendships have you already established? What what are your mm-hmm. social networks you've already got? What guilds do you are you already members of, and how do we get you in? and so do you really want to go through the trouble of of recreating all of that again of having to find out with your friends and you know maybe you have a friend that you haven't seen online for a while that you didn't even know played the game so that's one of the benefits of being able to say like we want to allow you to import your already established friend and social networks into the game Um, just like that we also want to be able to have guilds be able to form outside of the game before the game even starts so they can have you know they can reserve their names and uh, just, just get together already start their membership and get their membership drives going so on day one their guild is already established and they're ready to launch into the game. Alright, speaking of guilds, um, are you going to have guilds in the game?
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> we are. Okay.
1: One thing that actually made me excited is when they mentioned that you can join multiple guilds. Right. Can I say bravo? No. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's
4: a, uh, you know, the, the team feels pretty strongly that, uh, you know, if you have mega servers and you're going to have these, that you already have different social networks as well, right? Mm-hmm. You have your friends, and you know, I think Matt's joke is is kind of you got your the, the the company people that you work with, uh, you know, that you oh well, you kind of feel forced to join or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: kind of have to do it. I mean, yeah, I have to kind of join the QG and guys. <laughs> yeah.
4: But but we know that people are in multi are, are in multiple guilds because of multiple servers, and we, so we still want to be able uh, to allow people to be in multiple guilds here. How how is that going to work um,
0: now? Most people who play MMOs, they, they, have, they, oh, they hit the G key and they, their guild interface pops up and they've mm-hmm. got their list right in front of them. I assume that when you're part of a guild, you'll have something very similar, a guild interface very similar to that. How
4: is multiple guilds going to work? Has that been worked out yet? Uh, that's a huge system, and it is something that you know actually we're still currently working on. Um, you know, One of the more interesting problems that we hit was how do, you just, how do you know which guild you're communicating with, right? Yeah. Because right now it's uh, very typical for you to do a slash G and, and talk to your guild. Right. Um, so you know we've worked out um, ways to just say, I want to just talk to this guild almost just like a channel and say, okay, this is the guild I'm currently talking to at this time and I can just switch a channel and talk to this other guild. Uh, so that's one of the ideas. But yeah, you'll be able to track each guild. You'll be able to see... You know, I if I say it's a pull down, it'll never be a pull down. You know, okay. to be able to select the guild that you want to see and see the roster and see who's online. All right, but I mean, a lot of that is still actually in development at this at this point.
0: Oh yeah, it's still in development. All right. Um, okay. Tell me about my first ten hours of game. What do you think that's going to look like, and
4: how are you planning my ten hours of game? Well, I think uniquely today, you're almost able to tell me about your first <laughs> ten hours of game. Indeed. Uh-oh. So the, the great thing uh, for me when I start out is that, uh, you know, I know there's this main story that I started out with, and you heard a little bit about that today, um, and I don't want to go into it too much, but then it opens up into where we open up into kind of um, i I'd say almost a pocket, and then we increase the size of the pocket, and then fully, we, you know, we're, we're saying, okay, you're ready to go out into the, to the world, and right. so you have this, this uh, big thing. So I think the first 10 hours is really about getting comfortable with the controls. It's about seeing the things that open up in the world, like how do you navigate the world, how do you see points of interest, you know, and, and how do you interact with the NPCs. And once you really start to get comfortable with that, then we have things like how the perks and advancement go. Okay. Um, the, the control system is very streamlined.
0: Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that I noticed. The, the hop bar that you have, you've got um, detailed on there, the, your, first of all, this game plays exactly like Elder Scrolls. Exactly. I was so knocked out by that fact, um, and especially the third-person perspective, I had noticed almost right away when we did the preview that it, you centered the, the, uh, the camera just a little further. Well, you can zoom in and out, so it doesn't matter how far back you are, but it's, it's actually almost like a third-person over-the-shoulder perspective, like a third-person shooter,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which really details what's in front of you and not necessarily the character itself. So it's almost like you're playing a first-person game. Um, the controls are very streamlined. The UI looks, looks phenomenal. So uh, that, that was, you know, it's, it's amazing to see
4: something like that. Where did you draw your inspiration from, from that, for that system? When I took over as um, creative director, um, you know, I, I looked at the things that were really important to me about an Elder Scrolls game. And uh, it was interesting because one of the core guiding principles is, I want you looking in the world. Right. Uh, you know, we, we have a fantastic art team. Uh, I think that the, the way the world builders build the world is really amazing. And so how do we get you drawn in? And that isn't with interface, right? That's right. That's with uh, removing the interface elements and really allowing you to play. And when we did that, um, you know, we made a decision to say, okay, well, the uh, mouse look is always on, which, you know, you got today. And then you have a reticle in your screen. And the thing is, is if you're centered directly, you're almost hiding what's in front of you instead of being able to see the world. So we pulled you off a little bit to the side so you really look straight into the world and you get to see, you know, what's most important to you at the time. i got to say, I was uh, kind of blown away with the graphics of the game. Um, I'm too, not expecting that. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, kudos again to our art team and to our tech team because when you look at it, you look at the fact that they can get 200 uh, characters on the screen at once and you almost forget that fact because the game is so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: well, yeah, without a doubt, it's it's absolutely a gorgeous looking game. Um, one one other thing I wanted to ask was, what's uh, what's the primary way that in this game that you think that a, a player is going to learn their skills? How does that happen in Elder
2: Scrolls?
4: Uh, so <laughs> the the interesting thing is, uh, you know, we're still going through refinements to every system in the game, and, and, right. and you know, even including progression. Um, but right now, uh, you know, for your class abilities, you, you slot them. You say, this is what's important to me. And so it's almost like you have a full deck over here, and then there's your hand that you play with. Mm-hmm. And each hand or each uh, ability that you slot into your shortcut bar, um, as you gain experience, it gains what we call expertise. And so then that goes up and you progress in each of those individual skills. And so, again, you saw today, even with your weapons, the weapon you pick and and those things, you progress with those. So you can equip any weapon, you can equip any armor, and you'll be able to progress, and each one will give you benefits with those. So even past, let's say, the level cap being 50, uh, you'll still be able to progress in each individual skill line. Um, We know that there's a fighter,
0: a mage, and a rogue type. We know that. Um, But additionally, what came out is that there are now classes in the game. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what those classes are? Um, as, like, as far as what they, what they are so far?
4: Sure. Um, you know, one of... The, well, the way we develop the classes is we almost give them three roles individually and in what mm-hmm. we call uh, the skill lines for their class abilities. Okay. And these are things like ranged DPS or melee DPS. And kind of the idea of like, this is how uh, you combat with these particular sets of abilities. And so even within one class, there's, there's three different ways to combat, and you have access to all of those at any time, and you just decide which ones you want to have access to. You mix and match however you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, right now, the Dragon Knight. We have uh, the Templar, and those were the two you got to see today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have... Love the Templar. Yeah, <laughs> Dragon Knight all the way, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here! Uh, we have a Sorcerer, um, and then we have a Warden. And so the Sorcerer, the Warden, and we also have um, the Phone Caller, <laughs> uh, so we have a night play uh together
1: I really want to try the night play, yeah, that's right yeah. up my alley
4: yeah it's <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a good fantasy
1: uh, well no gosh. after after playing the the dragon Knight today, I don't know I might have to switch my focus. there's just something about it. It was just dragon Knight it was kind of sexy.
0: Well, the, the whole In uh, a gaming way, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the whole pull chain thing. You you throw out a chain, you pull the mob over to you, and you just you know beat the hell out of them. It, was, it looked amazing, a lot of fun. Now, um, it, I think it's important to, to note these things because it seemed to me like if if I now I played I played the Templar, um, you I picked up a one handed sword, I got a skill for that one handed sword that skill leveled up. So it's like one your class gets a skill per weapon it picked up. And that particular skill is what levels up. So it's not exactly like, you know, other MMOs where your one-handed skills, one-handed sword skill goes up. It's it's the skill that's utilized with that one-handed sword. Yeah, That goes up.
4: As you, as you progress with, say, let, let's pick a two-handed sword as an example. As sure. you progress in two-handed sword, you'll have certain abilities with that two-handed sword that open up the, the more you play with two-handed sword. So you can play with any two-handed sword, um, and as you do that, you gain expertise in it, and then you get new abilities with it. Yeah, I noticed
1: yeah. that with my dual-building as well. I just I was just sitting around with one little sword thinking, why not equip another one? What the heck am I doing? <laughs> so I it, went in there, and sure enough, I was able to just equip it, and I started leveling up dual building, and I was, I, I was able to get new abilities. I was able to swap with the basic attack to give it more. Yeah, And that, was, that impressed me, actually, a and lot. What impressed me about it was the branch off.
0: You hit level 4 currently um, with this particular skill, with this particular weapon for your class, and then around that level as is currently in the game, it branches off, and you can go in one direction, which, you know, for sake of example, would be a
4: DPS direction, or another direction, which would be more, like, defensive based, I'd say. Right. With our class abilities, you absolutely get that branch choice, which is really nice, because yeah. again, you're, you're, you're customizing your character to how you want to play.
0: Right, and it almost, it, it eliminates the need for, like, a talent tree, because there's your customization right there. Mm-hmm. Which is phenomenal, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Um, do you think this game is going to require
4: an an LFG system? Um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, again, our goal is to get people to play together uh, as quickly as possible. Um, so I will say that one is currently spec'd out um, and absolutely. Uh, just because we want to, you know, for those people who maybe don't have those social networks already established, yeah. they, they really do. Uh, want somebody else to come in and they're looking for another player absolutely we want to be able to allow you to do that okay
0: so i think i think that sort of thing is is kind of almost important to say because i i believe that um the mmo community those out there who have played a lot of mmos when they hear that an lfg system would be around i think that fosters confidence in the game yeah it really does
1: i would like to thank you very much for joining us
4: Guys, it's been great. Uh, If I could sit
1: here and talk to you for two hours, I would. (laughs) But I really don't want to take up too much of your time. You've had a hectic hectic two days. So just uh, coming out and talking to us has been fantastic.
4: Thanks Thanks for coming out and playing. Absolutely. Thanks thanks
1: for having us. Anytime, really.
0: All right, so uh, we're sitting here with uh, Matt Fiverr, the the game the game director um, for uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, phenomenal for you to be here as well. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, so we had we had a couple of questions uh, that we wanted to, to ask you as well, and um, well, let's just let's just start we'll off. Start with the easy ones. Yes, <laughs> go um,
1: easy first, and just build up to the
0: hard ones. The Elder Scrolls Online, one of the best features of of this MMO that I've seen so far is AI for all of the different monsters that you have in the game. Please explain how monster AI is going to react to me.
5: So the way that we went into uh, designing the game was we wanted to make sure monsters weren't a speed bump. That was kind of the which is a term people use for, all right, there's eight monsters between me and where I want to go. I know I'm going to kill one every 8.2 seconds there, you know. (laughs) How much
0: much respect can you have for something when you call (laughs) it trash?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, uh, so what we wanted to do is, uh, w- as we started to go into class design, and, and as you know, so in, our class concept is kind of amorphous anyway, since you can use any weapon or any uh, armor, but you know, basically a class is what special abilities do you have? So we, we designed all these special abilities, and we basically got a pool of abilities before we started to section them up into which, which classes you're going to use, which ones. And then it was pretty obvious that, hey, if we have this pool of abilities, why can't monsters use the same abilities that players use? Right. And so that's where the concept came from. So what happens is you'll, you'll, ha- you'll run across a monster, and of course monster is a generic term. It can be a humanoid or, or, or anything. And uh, you can say, this monster is a fire mage. And it doesn't matter if it looks like a you know a, a little demon or if it looks like a, a human or if it looks like anything. It, it's a fire mage, right? And so it'll act like a fire mage. And uh, so other NPCs, if they're in the area and they're allied with it, it will start to work with them. Like if one of them is a tank type class uh, monster, the tank will run up to you and engage you, and the fire mage will run away from you and start pelting you from range. So um, they're right. they're a little intelligent that way, and then of course it gets to abilities where the fire, the tanky guy can throw down some oil, which makes it sticky, so you so you can't move so well. Right. And then the fire mage can set it on fire and uh, burn you. So that's just one
0: example of the way they can work together. I think um, I think a great example that that may not have been out in the community yet is uh, the the Dwemer construct example we yep. saw today on the video. Yeah. I mean, what a phenomenal example! You know, you had one player approach two. Dwimmer spiders. They both engaged him in the same manner, but when the player managed to, to DPS one down, the other one that he wasn't really working on walked backward and began using a charge AoE spell. The other one recognized it was a charge AoE spell, turned around, sat inside the bounds of his AoE, charged himself up came out, now has more yeah. armor, more damage, and started attacking in that way. Those Dwemer were very clever. Very clever indeed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that's true. And then
5: those spiders, of course, you remember from Skyrim, the spiders, the Dwemer spiders, are really the, the kind of low-level, I'm not too scared of this guy, but yeah. I have to stop him before he runs back and gets one of his stronger buddies. So two spiders together, you know, isn't isn't too exciting, even though they can charge each other up. But when right. you get a spider around a centurion or some oh, higher it. level to thing, it can
0: charge them up too. Oh, absolutely, and uh, that was that was a phenomenal example too when we saw the centurion and the spider as well, because the spider, even though he's this tiny little guy, charged up the centurion, and who's already you know a, a goliath in right. himself, and just made him so much.
1: Fun. I gotta say that the uh, centurion that was charged up looked like something like a. Uh a Tron nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, when the monsters get
5: charged up, especially the Dwemer, they get uh, these glowing emblems
0: on themselves.
1: Yeah, it looks completely BA, but yeah. really awesome looking.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so PVP. PVP is a big thing in this game. Yep. Please explain how how PVP is different in this game versus versus other games. Uh, well, first of all, we're uh,
5: three sided. Um, alliance-based PvP. Which is so, rare in and of itself. Which is rare in and of itself, and uh, I know from experience working on other games that were also three-sided that mm-hmm. three-sided is better than one versus one, because one versus one, if there's a 1% imbalance and it's, you know, 49-51, the 49 side always loses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is, that's a dynamic. It's really hard to balance, and it's much easier. You can do it in a... Um, you know, instance where it's kind of a sport battleground where you make sure that every side has the same number of, of players and and you let and players line up in a queue for it. But for an open world one, you can't really control who's coming in because you want to be open world. So the way you do that is three sided is much better because one it's so hard for one side to dominate because they're always fighting against the other two. And even if the other two aren't really helping each other in the sense of aligning together, just the fact that there are two enemy armies out there somewhere means that the guy who's dominating has to be aware of that, and he really can't fight two-thirds of the
0: people. Yeah, a lot of times you can gain an advantage by holding back. Anyone who's played, you know, an RTS like Civilization knows that. Yep. Um, PVP is also massive in this game, which is another thing that's very, very rare in, in the MMO world. How massive are we talking about? Fifty on 50? 25 um, on twenty five. Well, uh, the
5: client is designed to have two hundred people on screen at the same time. Two hundred people. Yeah. So, and you saw you saw that today. So yeah. It's a uh, it's a it's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of people. And of course, the area that you're talking about, the PvP system being in, is uh, is Cyrodiil, which was if you played Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion, that was the map of, of of the game. Is the PvP map? We, we changed it a little bit to make it more fair for the three sides, but. Um, when you uh, were playtesting today and you made it into Moorwind, into the Stonefall zone, mm-hmm. you played a, basically a third of that zone. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, the totality of that zone times nine is the, oh si- is the, size, of, is <laughs> the size of Cyrodiil. They had
1: me a uh, zone out on the map just yeah. To yeah. give me an idea of what kind of magnitude we were looking at just for that one faction. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, people. It's it's much bigger than you think, trust me. So this means that you can
5: have a massive army in there, but but it's set up so that it's territorial acquisition. So there's keeps and there's resources that you have to take over. Mm-hmm. But the map's so big that if you put all your army in one place... The, uh, one of the other two armies is going to come to one of your undefended, uh, you know, keeps or resources and take it. So you want to spread your resources out to hold all the
0: territory that you right. have. Right. That's the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that, that Cyrodiil is is divided in a way where you have to hold certain territories within Cyrodiil, and it's so it's very strategic. It's not an, an all-out, you know, blood fest. Correct. Although it is, but you have to be smart about it. Yeah. yeah so you're fighting over things. You're fighting over right. your siege weapon.
5: You're sieging a, a fortress. You're uh, fighting over a mine or a, or a farm or a little tower, which is kind of like a mini fortress, because we want to give large guilds you know, uh, the chance to do the huge, you know, giant uh, um, siege, you know, siege experience defending and attacking. But we want smaller guilds and pickup groups and things just to run yeah. around and be able to fight over
0: smaller things. You can PvP alone at level 10 in Cyrodiil. Uh, You can, although you should never really PvP alone. (laughs) uh, No, it's
5: possible because uh, we have have a battle leveling system in then As long as you're level 10, and and that might change a little bit. It might be a little lower, a little higher. Basically, when we're confident that the player has the combat system down and understands dynamics and how to to use their abilities, they can go out and get automatically leveled to level 50, Uh, if they go to Cyrodiil. Now, that's level 50 only for hit points and and kind of, you know, uh, some uh, combat formulas. They don't get all the level 50 abilities. So if you're a true level 50, you're going to be, of course, superior. But at least it gives the lower level guys the chance to compete. They can go out, they can see it, they can use siege weapons. Siege weapons have, have really no level requirement on them at all. So uh, you can jump into on a trebuchet
0: and, and join in a siege of a, of, a, of a keep and you'll be just as effective as a level 50 guy in that case. Can I PVP in Cyrodiil with a small group like four people, five people, eight people? Yeah,
5: these are the, um, uh, as uh, Brian Wheeler, our P- lead PVP designer, calls uh, SEAL Team Six. You know, <laughs> it, it's kind of the, the small guys and there are, there are a lot of people out there that love the small group PVP. And that those, those are uh, the kind of groups that you want to go after, the smaller resources. Um, always, oh, and you know this if you ever played any other PvP game, you know, if there's a massive uh, battle going on, there's always some straggler who's just got a phone call or a text message from their guildmates so like, come out and join us. <laughs> yeah, so, you're always, yeah, so you're always going to find one or two people kind of off on their own, kind of running to to the battle because they're late, and the SEAL Team 6 guys love to hide and pick off people like yeah, that. It's that. so right. always going
1: to be something like that. Is the that. PvP um, zones or cerdo mm-hmm. going to be instanced, or is it going to be an active active zone.
5: So uh, because we have mega servers, which means there's really, we have a mega server technology, means there's really only one server. Right. Yeah, the there are multiple open world um, battlefields. We call them campaigns. So there are many versions of Cyrodiil, but your character is tied pretty closely to a campaign. And uh, we're working right now on the design to see if I did want to change campaigns, how would I do it? But mostly you and your guild are assigned a campaign, and then you are your Alliance is representative in that campaign and it's your job to make sure that you keep the bonuses up and keep things going.
1: Will you have like um instance mini um
5: PvP events? Um since since level ten guys can just get into the big battleground and can fight over smaller things, we're not gonna have instance battlegrounds. We're just okay. gonna let you go right out. And guilds can it makes guild recruitment a lot easier because you can just say you don't have to have a lower level guild guy, you know, uh, a guild guy go get in with a lower level alt just to find lower level guys. You can just tell them just come out to the main battlefield and we'll train you right. Yeah.
0: Now. I got one question left for you regarding PVP. How hard is it going to be for me to grind PVP gear? <laughs> um, <laughs> so that gets into a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of systems
5: like crafting and uh, um, raiding and and PVP stuff. So basically, you can get alliance points which okay. is kind of uh, the experience points that you get from PvP, and you'll be able to buy gear directly with the alliance points. So the more than PvP, the more stuff you can buy. But your guild, if you have a guild, or um, I'm sure on the, on the marketplace, you'll be able to buy items that people craft that not only are weapons and armor themselves, but you can buy augments that augment um, different weapons and armor to make them better.
0: All right. Will there be a primary PvP stat?
5: Uh, depends what abilities, what class you're using. But uh, we don't really have... Um, strength, intelligence, wisdom—you know—we really don't have character attributes like
1: that. So basically, so what he was basically referring to is a lot of the MMOs that do a PvP-specific gear set. The gear set will come with a specific stat that increases your like resilience or whatever against other players.
5: So, when we do the high-level design, we have the mid, mid-level mid PvP gear design. We don't have that concept right now, but we might add it in for the high-level. I, I, would, I would recommend not putting it in. Well, there are good reasons to do it and good reasons I know not, there not, is. not to do it. So, uh, But that will be determined. And, you know, in a lot of this high-level PvP, like big group, you know, 100 on 100, really has to wait uh, to get truly designed and broken in for when we get enough people in beta so we can actually have these battles
0: going on an ongoing basis. Okay. Um, siege weapons, does that mean, so siege weapons exist, does that mean that there's buildings that are destructible in the game? Exactly. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> there are, uh, and
5: you saw a video of that today in our last PvP test uh, that we did, but yeah, trebuchets can take down keep walls, you just don't go through doors, you can take walls down. Um, uh, there are siege weapons that are really effective against other players, and then there are siege weapons again, that are
0: designed to take down walls. Cool. Great. I uh, got. I mean, Joey, you, you got any other questions that, that you? Need to well, ask? I know there,
1: there's one question that our fans have been begging us to ask, and I'm pretty sure you can't answer it, but I got to ask it anyway. And that's is have you guys decided on a pay or free-to-play model? We're going to talk about that soon, but not now.
0: That's ah, exactly very nice. Soon, but not now. Oh, where, uh, where does your art department draw its inspiration for its gear from? Um, well, we're an Elder Scrolls game, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, um,
5: and it's not just Skyrim; it's all the other Elder Scrolls games. So. Um, Our art director, Jared Carr, kind of went through all of the other games and made sure that Morrowind, the province Morrowind, looked like Morrowind in the game Morrowind. Of course, that was 10 years ago, so technology has changed a little bit, but it is definitely a modern version of that, as you saw today. Oh, yeah. We want to make Skyrim look like Skyrim. We want to make, you know, uh, High Rock look like what? high rock should look like because no one's been there since 1997 or so but oh, and, 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 and that goes to armor too i mean that's you know the armor sets uh, you know you saw it you were you got gear today and you put it on and it argonian was, stuff look kind of argonian-y yeah
0: if that's a word and uh, <laughs> it is now you know.
5: <laughs> yeah. and frank will make it a
0: hashtag sensation
5: <laughs> so we wanted to make everything even all the um shields you pick up, all the armor that you wear. We wanted to make sure it looked like it belonged in the world, and that's kind of the, the art mantra for that.
1: Great. Awesome. I want to thank you very, very much. My pleasure. For taking the time yeah. to answer a few questions Phenomenal. with us. It's a pleasure meeting you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Matt.
0: Alright, so we're we're sitting here with uh, lead gameplay designer for Elder Scrolls Online,
1: Nick Conkle. Nick, nice. <laughs> it's great to be it's great to be with you again. I got the, the privilege of talking to him at the event. He's a really cool guy.
2: Nice. So I'm
1: gonna utilize him. <laughs> oh boy. Um I wanted to bring this up first because he's the guy who's largely in my mind responsible for what sold me on the game today in a big way. And that's the gameplay. How the game feels, how it works with the characters. Yes, and thank you.
3: <laughs> uh, you're certainly welcome. I'm really glad you enjoyed it.
1: Oh, it's phenomenal. Um, do we have specific gameplay questions that you want? The the uh, there's only one specific gameplay um, question
0: that I have, but it's it's really more related. Well, let me just go ahead with it. <laughs> um, the one thing that everyone is really really concerned about is. How is a third-person perspective MMO going to feel like Elder Scrolls games like Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, etc., etc., etc.? You did it. I'm going to tell you flat out, you did it. I am far and away impressed. More impressed than I, than I was with you know, seeing stuff before. How did you do it, and what sort of things inside the gameplay did you put in with the mindset of, how can we make this third-person perspective MMO feel like an Elder Scrolls game?
3: Um, Well, that's a good solid question, let's do it. (laughs) Um, So I think it, it, it all started from basically, we knew we wanted the game to feel like Skyrim, and generally speaking when you say make it feel like Skyrim, you mean two things. One, I'm attacking with my mouse. And it's funny we've known this for for so long, and, and, and we sort of came out with E3 with not leading with that message, and it became so clear that that was what people wanted to hear, and so we now know that's what we want to say. That's how I play. I have a reticle. I aim. I click my attack. I click to attack with my mouse. Absolutely, the biggest thing. And then the second thing that people mean when they say you know Skyrim is really a visceral feel of the combat. Um, you know, it, tactically it can mean a number of different things, but like when I swing my sword, it should just feel right. I want, <laughs> I want a really solid impact hit. You know, I want I want to feel like my pressing my button is a guy swinging my sword. Um, and that really isn't local to to first person or third person. Uh, it, it's it's kind of uh, an experience of, of play of being immersed in the world. And so when we went for the sort of core um, over the shoulder reticle aiming system that we did. I knew it would work really well, um, but you know that said, we were like, well, let's 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 put the first person in there as well, and uh, and sure enough, it works it works quite well. Uh, as as even though it's not our overall core experience and what we've balanced for, uh, that sort of provided that first person experience that uh, Skyrim players are sort of, you know, at least a subset of them are really excited for, and then we just kind of each step of the way, we're like, all right, now that we have what we feel like is that sort of core first-person Skyrim audience, and what is our actual game, which is this really third-person over-the-shoulder, immersive, but, like, I can see my character feel, we went, all right, what does the PvP MMO need, and that's a really good zoom out, and we sort of brought the camera back and gave them a, you know, mechanism for aiming and seeing the battlefield uh, the way they would want to, and you know what, it was just kind of, like, thinking about different Facets of how I play. I love each of those styles, and I was, you know, a lot of times the way I develop is just what would be fun for me, and I just thought of three different ways of playing and did it that way.
1: Very good. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of questions that we've been getting from a lot of fans, and one of my big questions, I don't know if you can answer or not, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Let's do it. Is, I am a huge archery fan in the Scrolls <laughs> Scrolls games. Sure. And the big question people are wondering is, how is the aiming system going to work? Is it going to be your typical MMO where you just point and click, and it just shoots, or is it going to be a free aim style, which is common to Skyrim and Oblivion?
3: Uh, there, what? So you just played the, the the combat for quite a while. What do you think it is?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the thing is, is that there was no archery in oh, the builds. You, so.
3: uh, you also didn't. You could have picked up a fire staff, of course, the same way too. You bet I it's think, a, You bet it's an aiming system.
1: Is there, it was in there. There was a ball I could have picked up and I could have used. <laughs> I would have. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> I'm going that corner right now. Yeah. If I win the show, is yours. Oh great! Thanks,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, in the way that you aim those melee attacks, uh, by by pointing a reticle at the key target, you aim your your range weapons in the same will there be way.
1: A, will the ability to go? To, will there be an, eventually an ability to go first person and aim that way, or is it just? it just...
3: uh, So it is absolutely the case uh, as the game is right now mm-hmm. um, that you can go into first person. I, I think I even saw you play that way for oh, yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's fully functional. It, it works. It works pretty pretty solid. We've mentioned this in the press, um, um, and, and we're pretty happy with the outcome. But uh, it has become clear, I think, from some of the fans that seeing your hands while you're doing this is still a core part of that experience. And
0: um, I'll tell and, you, from what I was doing was when I was in combat, I remained at it in third person, mm-hmm. which is actually how I play Skyrim. It works really well in third person. Oh, it works great. <laughs>
3: Because um, that's kind of a, that's kind of our core experience. In fact, it it actually
0: well. works better than Skyrim because when you're in third person in Skyrim, you've got that MMO feel where the camera is like just is exactly behind you, but just slightly above you. In this it's game, made it
1: hard to see your your target. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: and I can't tell you how many times I'm kind of like leaning my chair off to the left or the right <laughs> a little bit when I'm trying to block with my shield when I've got like a Dwarven centurion coming mm-hmm. after me. <laughs> um, but this game, you are ever so slightly off to the left, mm-hmm. which opens up the world in front of you, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, right, I did have a question. Here we go. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I'm no, sorry. No problem. Um, when I went into into first person, it was to do the same thing I do in Skyrim, which is to search in first person. Yeah, you want
3: to pick up some stuff off the table. Everything
0: that I wanted it to be was exactly like Skyrim. In fact, it was at one point I forgot that
1: I was playing the MMO. wasn't the um,
3: moment when you picked up a loaf of friend off the table? That was actually <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: When I first started <laughs> playing, <laughs> <laughs> playing the game, that. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I'm going to see just how much it is. Like, oh, I'm going to try to break it. I want to find negative points. And I would start exploring, and like, there's no way it's going to be like that, the same elements. I start picking yeah. up quests from my exploring, and I don't think I, I ever went any linear path. I was all over the map. Mm. Doing everything. That's
3: how you play our game. I am
1: sitting there going, "Oh right, right, right." I'm not playing Skyrim. <laughs> right. <laughs> and
3: uh,
6: I yeah, can the,
1: see how the archery could work in that third person. I've I've played third person shooters a lot in the past. Sure. And I can see how it could work with that shoulder view. Yeah, you
3: played Gears of War. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, there's there's not actually too, too many many is the inspiration of that. for it. I mean, sure. Well, you, you bet. We get right, inspiration from from anywhere we can get it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like the, you, know, you, you even sort of you, you could have seen both the the staff gameplay and the and the archery gameplay. And the archery gameplay is a little bit more like uh, aim oriented, right? You kind of have that. You're holding that. You're holding the button down. You have your bow drawn, and you're like waiting for the moment you let it go at the at the thing that's gonna you know destroy it. Right. Uh, the staff gameplay is a little bit more um, machine gunny. Like you're just you're just kind of jabbing stuff out. Right? Like you're <laughs> just like shooting out fireballs as you go, and it's really fun to sort of. Especially in, uh, in PvP, but really anywhere where you're just kind of, like, lighting up targets with, you know, various shots. It's, you know, it's a pretty fun experience. And so there's different styles of range weapons in addition to the, you know, what it seems like what you guys played, which is a couple different styles of melee weapons, and um, slow and so on. I went
1: Dragon Knight all the way, mm-hmm. dual-wielding. Sure. I became Beast Mode, and that <laughs> leads busy to one of my questions. Did you get the inspiration for that? Fiery chain from Scorpion. Like I see, man, that's all that's was going through my head: is, "Get over here!" Um, my and
3: it's funny. Pretty much you know, the first time that ability went in the game, uh, and we were reviewing it for the first time. You know, with that, with the sound, with the, everyone in the room, same, same thought, same, same: <laughs> "Get over here! <laughs> Get, over here. <laughs> uh, Get over here!" You know. It's, it certainly is the case that we get our inspiration from any game, and right, of you know, uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Like, yeah, that's you it's know that's that's where you get that thing from. Now in their game, you know, uh, in, in Mortal Kombat, obviously, that's a totally different mechanic than oh, yeah. in our game. But, you know, the fundamental I, of it is pretty darn fun. It's, I got I mean, okay, uh, kind of too. <laughs> pretty
1: good. I had a sick, sadistic time and a blast doing one particular thing that oh, people God. were making fun of me about. Is using that ability to to kill critters and pull them into the dead. <laughs> oh, yeah So it was a one shot thing. I I hit them, they would die, but it pulled the corpse to me so I could it's loot an
3: instant it. Instant venison, yeah, sure. So um,
1: whether it be rats, I, I was shooting bunnies.
3: It uh, was a blast. <laughs> we sometimes uh, in our. Uh, in our company playtests, when everyone's sort of in a town or something, and you'll see like a rat run out of a sewer. A couple of dragon knights will sometimes race for it to <laughs> see who can pull off the fire reach to, to get the rat over there first. Not because there's any benefit doing it, because it's hilarious. I think it's a good shot. And the edition <laughs> on it is so good.
0: So oh yeah, good. I think I think the animated arms thing in first person perspective is really going to give um, Elder Scrolls fans the confidence. That that they're playing an Elder Scrolls game where first person perspective is viable in combat. Mm-hmm. I um, really I really think it's going to go very yeah. So I right. I'll
3: say the thing you know, that, that I basically think is, is how we all feel about that, which is you know we put in the mode that we did, which is you can see and you can aim a reticle in first person, right? Um, and it, and it is a super immersive experience. And then you yeah. know we designed the game largely for that sort of third person over the shoulder or a far zoomed out for a more PvP style. Um, but there was so much sort of fan desire to have that, um, uh, you know, that with your hands in first-person mm-hmm. mode. And then similarly, you know, our company is full of a whole bunch of Elder Scrolls fans, myself included, who feel like that is a very core part of the experience. Um, and yeah. it's something we really want to try to include. It's, you know, there's – there's any time we say it in a company meeting, we're like, we're going to do it. Everyone is – Everyone is really excited, excited about it. so you know up. we're you know we're working our uh, our butts off uh, these days to try and get every feature Thank we can. You. But that one's yeah. that one's high up on the list for sure. Cool. I know
1: that cool. the version that we played was mm-hmm. probably one of the first versions that was that playable. Uh,
3: in in terms of its uh, uh its level of polish, in terms of its, yeah, uh, yeah, in actually, terms of it
1: actually being, yeah. I mean, what I'm gonna say is like for you're probably with pre-alpha right now. Pre-alpha. And that was... I've been in the industry before. I've been a designer. That was the most polished pre-alpha mm-hmm. I have ever played. Yeah. Uh, I, I did find some bugs that made me chuckle and laugh, mm-hmm. like that spine issue.
3: Oh, uh, yes, yeah. That yeah, we course, said after that was 20 the seconds. The thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that
1: was, that was funny. Uh-huh. So. Um, some voiceover problems that were not... The voice was not in yet, so yeah, you, like you guys the used the robo, mm-hmm. the computer generated that was cracked me up.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And the thing is, I kept on trying to find flaws in the mechanics of the game, how I played and I really couldn't think of any. That's a good thing. It's, no, right. it's sorry, our job to be critical on these kind of things. I mean, we're big Elder Scrolls fans. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want to see this game be exactly Elder Scrolls, but on an MMO level. And I got that feeling. I know Yvonne got that oh, yeah. feeling. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any other questions at the moment based on that, though. mean <laughs> I did very much enjoy the fact that I was when I just found another weapon one-handed. I dual wielded. and I got to play it that way. I leveled up my dual wielding and got to put abilities based on that dual wielding in that slot for the first tank. That surprised the hell out of me. I was sitting there when I first got the first ability for my dual wielding, right clicking on the hotbar I was trying to figure out where the hell it went,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it clicked and it left mouse button. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I think the fact that uh, the the progression systems for for the weapons and then for the armor um, which you know obviously you guys didn't get a chance to play in this build but uh, you know you will soon get the chance to see are so open are are so oriented on hey just pick up the dang weapon and start using it
4: yeah exactly see what
3: happens and it it pretty much all works it's all fun it's all you know each weapon we went out of our way to make sure they're all interesting and the same thing with each armor set we make sure they each have their own sort of pros that make you want to do it Um, but uh, the fact that then you progress with it get good with it build a character out of that um it created such an open system, which just feels right for the franchise. Um, and you know, there's certain reasons why we went for this, you know, sort of at least as a starting point, the class-based system, because it's still ultimately a social game, and we want people to feel like they are generally filling out roles. But pretty soon after you started gathering weapons and armor, you can start undoing that role you were initially initially picked go, and go with something yes. totally different. Oh, if yeah. that's what you want to do. Like I know why. Uh, I God.
1: went into the skill trees and saw all the different <laughs> weapons. like, I can equip all of these. Oh, my You're gosh. You
0: yeah. <laughs> it seems like you, you took the class and you said, this class for this weapon will have this skill. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it looks like. And it's it's so fluid. It, I mean, it's, it's – uh, and I haven't seen it in the genre, in the MMO
3: genre yet. And it's, uh, yeah, it's we really felt like cool. we were inventing something new. We were pretty excited about. it. I mean, honestly, you know, I some, sometimes when you're, you're developing things, you just if
0: up. you were if you were another MMO company, would you be worried if you saw this game? Uh, I mean,
3: I, I'd say I'd, I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty strong proponent of of all, all of us MMO companies earning it together. Like, you know, this, this this sort of the consumer base and and indeed the industry itself has been getting pretty yeah. burned lately, and no one wins there. So right, no, I want I want. I want them to come up to, to look at our stuff and take whatever whatever awesome ideas they can find out of that, and I want them to come up with awesome ones of their own, and I'm going to take those, too. Like, we should be making awesome games together. And, you know, I feel like there's this general thing that's been happening where um, MMOs, especially sort of recently, have moved more and more to, we're trying to make a great game. MMO is an excuse for you know, this isn't a good RPG, but you get to play with other people, so you know yeah. that's that makes up for it not being fun. Nah, right. And I feel like you know we're one of the games, and you know there's been a, you know few, a few of the years that have made dents into that. You know, for their incredible story integration, and Guild Wars 2 with them, you know, a number of different things as well, where we're moving it in the direction of you just make great games, and then you can play them online with friends. And, and you know, I, I'm really excited for the future of that, and I'm glad to be part of a company that's moving it you know that way.
0: I got I got one last question for you and it's a heavy. Oh <laughs> good. Let's see okay. it. The Trinity mm-hmm. has has plagued MMOs since its inception of the genre. How did you remove it from the game? Because you
3: did. Uh, um I, I tell you what, I'm so, so many, so many different answers to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I happen to see was that the use of stamina in the game available to all classes, including if they're magic based, sure, has aided in that.
3: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think we really started from, hey, what if our core mechanics of the game let you do everything that you would want to do as a character? And the core mechanics of the game completely, if I removed classes entirely from it and and all the spells that come along with that, which are PS awesome, you know, fiery reach and so on, Mm. um, if you remove those, you could still play the game totally effectively. You could go pick up weapons, you could pick up whatever armor type you want, you could build a class effectively entirely of your own and you would never be stopped. And when we did that... Anything we added on top of that would be gravy. Um, and, and you know, that was such a sort of a, a win in terms of benefit of just like, all right, well, what if we just said to ourselves, anyone can pick up a healing staff and be a healer? What if, what if we said to ourselves, anyone can pick up a, a fire staff and be a mage? Uh, and then at, at some point you stopped thinking of things as mages or healers and started thinking of it as... What did you, how did you build yourself? Which, again, just feels so right for Elder Scrolls. Um, and the class was such a good starting point for you know, people
1: familiar with it. Now, getting that dragon knight, get over here with a fire staff, and just boom. <laughs> the yeah, face back <laughs> in the uh,
3: first. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think that, you know, the Templar has sort of a similar thing, right? You know, a lot of times when we say uh, the Templar, you know, uh, they think, um, okay, that's going to be sort of a standard knight guy. He's going to be heavy armor He's going to hit people, mm-hmm. you know, with, with melee weapons, and he's going to be tough to kill. And that's true. You can play him that way. But absolutely equally well, you could go pick up all cloth armor, throw all healing spells on there, master a restoration stack, and play just a complete pure healer if that's what you wanted to do. And so, like, when you say you're a Templar, really it's... Uh, that's how you start, but you could end up being a, uh, you know, a paladin, a priest. You could be like uh, something in between the two. You know, you could be like, what if I tried making a sneaky healer?
1: I saw it was a real possibility, and was when I was playing around with the uh, dragon knight that I could easily do the one class I've always wanted to play in MMO, but never, no one ever did, was a battle mage. Oh yeah. Heavy armored. Sure. Mage of death is the way it works. The same way, and you level up, you get a point to spend either magic, stamina, and health. Mm-hmm. You invest points into your magic and your health hmm. and you just build with a staff and you got yourself a battle mage. Uh,
3: and then I think what, what really excites me sort of on that, on that same vein, because, you know, uh, when I was building this system, I, w- I was like you. I was like, I wanted to be able to build that character. I didn't want someone to say, here's your class. Uh, you then, then it's a hybrid. Like, <laughs> well, what if I wanted to be 75% one class and 25 and not 50-50? You didn't give me that right. choice. Um so what excites me even, even more about, hey, you could take the Dragon Knight that you played and make him a battle mage by going largely Magicka and picking the most heavy armor and using those spells devastating, is there's not even just one way to battle mage. You could go take the Templar and take offensive spells that he has, the sun magic spells, and build him like a battle mage. Or you could do that with a sorcerer. And you <laughs> do that with I mean, like there's hmm. you can just build there's there's so many yeah, ways to build you the could. characters. You could take a sorcerer and throw heavy and armor on him. You and, could. Um, oh, yeah. And there's yeah. I mean, anytime you anytime you pick a class as a starting point, there's so many ways you can go from there.
1: Um, you could actually build your paladin like two or three different ways, don't you think? I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> I, know, I, I saw the gears before. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's a big fan of the paladin. Oh yeah, play style. And in Skyrim, he built his own paladin because there was nothing really like sure, it. Sure. Yeah. And I oh, yeah. love that
3: fact. I, I, I played that way myself. In this <laughs> how, do you,
0: how do you play when you when you jump into this game? Um, how do you how do you build your character? What's something that you do?
3: Uh, it's funny. Um, I mean, you know, I've been asked this question a few times, and. I mean, the answer I mean, the answer is—it's funny. It's almost always the same. Is it's kind of changes a lot. Uh, it's it's whatever I am, am you know, and doing, doing and, and doing and trying out this week. So maybe back in June it was I was I was trying really hard to get the um, two-handed weapon mage who wears cloth armor work. Uh, get that to work, right? You know, you're in you're in the battle and it's vulnerable. But holy crap, you can throw a lot of spells out there. Yeah. So it's like high skill, like lots of movement abilities. Um, and you know, I used that for a while, and then I was like, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm done with that for now, and it and it was and it was effective in its own way. And, and you know, the one I'm trying to work right now, um, I haven't figured it all the way out yet, but is is the sneaky healer, uh, is hey sneaky healer, yeah, indeed. <laughs> I'm vulnerable, right? It's the traditional way, if you're kind of like a closet healer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. So I mean, I think the traditional the traditional path for a healer class, because you know, so clearly when you battle on battlefield as a healer, you're getting attacked. Like that's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, is, uh, is well, well that's what's
0: it, great about the synergy thing that we saw today was because as as a healer who was in the back, um, which <laughs> which uh, Paul Sage was playing, um, you you ran out there as your warrior. Uh-huh. Paul did his his, uh, his lightning spell on the mob. Mm-hmm. You ran out there. You, po- you popped off your synergy skill, which turned that lightning By spell. By pressing one button. Mm-hmm. One button. X. <laughs> boom. X. I'm going to X this guy. Uh-huh. You ran in there. You, pr- you did your, your synergy move, which turned that lightning spell into an AoE, and you actually took away any kind of threat that would have gone to him.
3: Mm-hmm. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes when you're coming up with systems like that and you just have something so simple, like, what if what if you can just have the spell do whatever it wants to do? And, oh, I'll just hit X. And, you know, like, that was one of those things. And it really, it's it sort of expanded a bunch of things, like the adding of the AoE to sort of help yeah. help pull, you know, um, uh, help, help turn a frontline guy into... And a weir when the backline guy really wants to just stay there. Yeah, he did a, a threatless
0: debuff on the guy, and you ran in there and turned that debuff into into a damaging
3: attack. Ah, uh, you bet. A devastatingly damaging attack. Mm-hmm. Very uh, awesome. And then that same mechanic applies to so many other things. As a healer, maybe I want to throw down an area of protection, but it has available to it this sort of battery of, I can run in there as another player and get a synergy and get a big heal when I need it. Right. So if I'm a healer, I go... This guy's not in trouble now, but he looks like he might. get. I'll put down something over there, throw that area for him, just in case something goes bad, and I'll go deal with stuff over here. And if he gets in trouble, he's got his own. He's got a synergy move. He can take care of it himself. Right, and he so can
0: pop that off and, and heal himself, and heal
3: himself. And you know, and each each time we've added one of these things, it's just a really clear way for players to work together. You know, it's it's that it's 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 really direct. You know, instead of subtle things where it's like, well. If the you know all the moons come in alignment and you have this ability in your hot bar and then you spect in this way and this guy has this ability and he stands here while he does this you know like that sometimes synergies are just so implausible yeah. or you know require such a such an extreme series of events. These ones are just sort of so simple. You walk in, you hit X, it happens. Well, I yeah.
1: was, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I wanted to test one thing, so I found Ivarwin as he was playing, <laughs> going up some stairs, and I waited for him to attack something, and I jumped in to join him just to see how it would play out. Seamless. It was so it much was. fun. It I was laid absolutely a, seamless. I laid a final smackdown, yeah. pulled them off, and walked away. It was great. I, think, I
3: mean, I think you guys will really enjoy, um, uh, you know, how the mechanics work as you go into into dungeons or even, even other groups. Right? And yeah. I was yeah. wanting
1: yeah. to try that so badly, and I was so disappointed I didn't. They were telling us <laughs> someday okay, soon. Okay, guys, it's time to go into our xenomax. Like, yay! One more mob. <laughs> one more. Come
0: over here. One yeah. more. <laughs> Well, look, let me um, me end it off with this, all right? This game could look like an Elder Scrolls game. It could sound like an Elder Scrolls game. You can market it as an Elder Scrolls game. You can have Todd Howard come down on a dragon in the middle of Times Square and say, here's a new Elder Scrolls game. And it wouldn't be an Elder Scrolls game if the gameplay didn't feel like Elder Scrolls. You did
3: it. (laughs) Thanks. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, Great job. Todd
3: Howard on a dragon thing. Yeah, I know. that's a compliment I haven't
0: gotten before. Um, that could happen, but it still wouldn't be Elder Scrolls without the game, without the gameplay. Yeah, I mean, you know
3: what? Like, uh, it's it's a lot of times because because you know, sort of, it's something I'm responsible for. I get a lot of credit for that. But holy crap, our team is so good is so incredibly good you know both both the designers on my team and the, the artists and the tech people that I work with are are crazy good at what they do and are really passionate about it and so well do us know. a
1: favor Nick and shake their hand for us uh, I will yeah. I'll go
3: give them all a high five Ellis was off
1: the record
0: yeah. kudos to you and, and your team really. All right. Not really
1: thank you very much guys And we are back after a freaking amazing day that we're going to... Me and uh, Ivar went over here are going to get into more detail in a little bit. But we have a special guest tonight. He does not work for Cinemax. However, he does work for a really popular World website. He is Andrew Layton. And uh, I just brain fire in a huge way about the website. It's Tamriel Foundry. Foundry. Oh, I it's it. in cereal. <laughs> what <High> five. <laughs> not virtual this time. No, no. <laughs> uh, all right. We have a thing on the show where we do virtual high fives. One of us just sits here and <laughs> <Collapse>. claps Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we had pretty much an insane day today. Sure.
0: Say at least.
1: Yeah. Uh, the least would be not enough. Um, we got to play the game for three hours today. We got to see the details about PvP, the server Good. situation, we got to see more than we can process in one sitting, we but did. we got it anyway. Yep, yep. Thank God Ivarwa took notes, because I did not. <laughs> um, however, I was really, really blown away by everything, and I'm dying to know your impression on everything.
6: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm still definitely trying to process things myself, <laughs> Uh, it was a whole lot of information and it was a lot of awesome information and we definitely can't wait to share it with you guys so there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out in the next week or two Um, but I think that the thing that struck me more than anything else about the game was how much it felt like an Elder Scrolls game I was a a real doubter Yes, Uh, Uh, that was
1: the big thing that everyone took away from tonight
6: Yeah, that's the one thing
1: that we on the podcast were most concerned about yeah. Was, is it gonna hold true to the Elder Scrolls format, which is something that is crucial to us, to our fans, everybody. And
6: uh, like you said, what was the version? For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I'm not sure, like we played a very early version and you know, I think for me to say they nailed it would imply that there's no way that they can make it better. And I think there's still like ways they can polish the game. But Well yeah, the, um, the experience was just they had that feel to it. Uh, the control set, the attack system, the way you interacted with the world, it, it, it definitely, you could tell that they had made that a big priority so that people who were used to the single-player franchise wouldn't be totally out of their element. Um, and I think they, they've done a great job so far.
1: Yeah, um, me and Varon will get into more detail later on about our impressions on this. Um, oh, without a doubt, yeah. I can go all <laughs> night. Uh, We're probably going to give you guys probably the next month or two will be bits and pieces of everything we learned today. Um, Our impressions, our thoughts, uh, things that we might have found wrong, which I'm still wrecking my brain trying to figure out how or where that might be. (laughs) Uh, I'll let you know. In the meantime, Andrew, why don't you uh, tell us about what you do?
6: Yeah, so Tamriel Foundry is a community site that is specifically targeting Elder Scrolls Online. And we are hoping to provide a deep community experience for players. And we're hoping to provide a lot of really great assets, articles, guides, videos, resources that will help players uh, to get more out of the game. Well no, I'm i I'm pretty serious about MMO gaming. I've been a veteran of the genre for many years and um, I've been looking forward for a long time to a game that is willing to be the spiritual successor to Dark Age of Camelot, and when that game came around, I wanted to really throw my weight behind it, so here I am, and here we are.
1: Here we are.
0: Uh Do you feel like ESO is a, uh, as a huge fan of Dark Age of Camelot, do you feel like ESO is um, a spiritual
6: successor to Dark Age of Camelot? Well, only time will tell, because really what defined Dark Age of Camelot so uniquely was its community, and that's something that takes time to develop and and takes time to gel. Uh, But so far, it looks really good. I mean, it's the first game that's been willing to grab that three-faction PvP system truly by the scruff of the neck, you know, put everyone on the same server get you in a campaign where you're knowing the people you're fighting against, you're developing rivalries, you're developing, uh, you know, friendships, allegiances, and, and and all that comes with it. Um, and in that respect, it's it's been the first game in a while that's really, you know, had the guts to try. And, you know, having that fire behind it is no small thing either. So, yeah, it's Definitely, definitely part of it, for sure.
1: That gentleman impressed me tonight as a person. Oh, yeah. And his, uh, his knowledge in the industry, yeah, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, he's the real deal, for sure. He's absolutely the real deal. So, I mean, okay, we obviously went through a metric ton of information. Yeah. If you could put a weight on it. Um, What excited you the most out of the presentation today?
6: Out of the presentation? I mean, I think it was great to see their PvP segment. Uh, I mean, admittedly, it was, like, a little bit staged, and I'll be more excited to see that live, you know, on a server more naturally, but they really showed that they have technology that can handle it, and it looked great. I mean, they had a, they showed us a massive keep siege and it looked fun as hell. So
1: I actually sat down with the PVP director uh, after a presentation at the hotel and had a long conversation with him about what I thought was a flaw in MMOs for PVP and versus what he's doing in Elder Scrolls Online. And I personally, there's a lot of information that was, you know, given to me that I can't really I can't say over the air, but I can say that I'm feeling a lot better about it. I'm anti PVP and MMO because I, I never liked it. The gear split, the balancing issues. Right. So, our So, from what we heard, uh, it seems like more of a, a open world PVP environment. hmm That's uh, kind of
6: like Side Two, but in a fantasy setting. Yeah. And that makes me squeak. Well, they're <laughs> they're getting rid of a lot of things that people like you don't. Don't really care for. I mean, the gear split, for example, the fact that they're getting rid of that is one of my biggest things that I'm I'm most excited about about the game because, you know, you've always had this system where people have to choose what game are they going to play? Are you going to play the PVP game? Are you going to play the PVE game? Or are you going to be crazy enough to try to do both? But, you know, games that that have different differential gear progression based on which path you take. Tend to disenfranchise players that want to do everything, and, and Elder Scrolls Online is set up so that you just play the game, and whether you're doing heroic dungeons, you know, you go in there and you get a piece of loot, and then you go out into the Realm War, and you're, you're right into the action, you know, swinging your new sword, and you don't have to worry about, oh, this doesn't have the PvP stat I need so that I don't get owned.
1: Okay, there's one thing that made me excited and kind of concerned... About the PvP, because it was a prominent plague, Star Wars The Republic. Okay. Okay, what they're doing is they're taking where any level can go in to PvP against any level, because they're going to be putting you to equal the cap level, which is Mm -hmm. 50. Um, Star Wars The Republic did this at one point, and they split it off. It ruined the PvP for me completely doing that. Reason is people complain that oh, people, I think if you had so much more abilities, they could own us and I couldn't take them out one on one. Well, I hate to say it, but no extra luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the way it's going to be. <laughs> they put the time effort to make it to the cap level, they deserve to have that advantage. Get over yourself. Right. But people didn't see like that, and unfortunately, Bioware made the wrong move and split it. And when I hit max level in Star Wars the Republic, they didn't want PvP anymore. I was getting game raped. This gear split, not worth it.
6: Yeah, I think I think like I said, getting rid of the gear split is going to help. Um, but then also leveling up people so that they can participate in Cyrodiil, I think it's a smart choice because Cyrodiil is the the centerpiece. It's the showcase of their game, and you know if, if people are on the fence about. You know, do I really want to get into this game? If you let them get into that from an early level, then you're going to hook them early on, and I think that I think that that's going to be good for the community. It's going to give people a reason to want to level up. You know, if I get if I get that next level, I can rank up my abilities, and then I'll be better in Cyrodiil. And I, I think that yes, they're scaling people up, but there's definitely still going to be in it, from what it seems to me, like there's still going to be a strong advantage from actually being that max level, from actually having those skills and that gear, uh, to where you'll be better than the people who are just leveled up, but everyone will be able to participate. And so I think it's a good balance. Well, that on top of the fact that you can, you can
0: join um, more than one guild... You can have a raid guild. We didn't even
1: break that news until that is now. Yes, <laughs> you can join more than one guild. <laughs> you can be in QGn to be part of that community and go join your own little friends inside. I... That's right. You can yes. have you can have a raid guild and All a in PVP one guild for one prize. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the same time, like when you're in your your PVP guild, you know you can, you know you can you can definitely yeah. like see the hook as to where you know you start at level 10 you've got your PvP guild all set up you've got your your PvE guild all set up and you feel like you oh, know what maybe I'll PvP today and you jump in like at any point in time in the game you feel like pvPing you can go into Cyrodiil and actually do it and and
1: have a an effect what I kind of understood from what they were saying is that you'll be able to select what guild you want to join up you won't be in all at the same time you can just switch between the guilds that's kind of what I heard.
6: I understood yeah. it that you it would be concurrent that you would be you could be in multiple guilds so simultaneously. I don't want to be in like,
1: four guilds and have four guild chat going on at the same time. That'd drive me absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of the person I got because what they're saying about this server, this mega server here, yeah. is that you'll be able to select all your criteria before you log like, into the game and even in game. So the server will know where to put you. And one of the things I could have swore I heard them say was that they're gonna allow you to choose what guild you're gonna jump into the game with and be able to swap between guilds. Not all at the same time. I think that would be a better idea than doing it all at the same time. All concurrent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay I wanna go play with the QG guy. guys, so I'm gonna jump on their guild, see what's up. Not much going on, I'm gonna jump over with my PvP team. Oh look at that, we're in a battle. Go at it.
6: Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, concurrent guilds opens a bit of a can of worms, but uh you know, we'll have to we'll have to maybe wait to hear more about the functionality of their guild system to know for sure about that. But um, they're definitely setting it up so that guilds can uh, can satisfy a number of different roles within the game, and that the player is going to be able to select into what role he wants to to fill in, in a particular guild.
1: All right. Well, we've I, it's really really late. We're not going to keep you any longer <laughs> yeah. than Amen. we need to. Yeah. Um, It's been a long day. Me and uh, everyone have some more recording to do before we wrap it up tonight, and it's late. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we're not going to hold you up. It's our job to be here and talk, not yours. (laughs) So I want to thank you very, very much for joining us. Is there anything, last thing you want to say really quick?
6: I would just encourage everyone who is maybe on the fence with Elder Scrolls Online to... Jump the fence and run towards it. Yeah, well, jump the fence, run towards it, but give it an honest shot, because... A lot of the criticisms I've seen within the community about why it's it's not gonna be what people want as an Elder Scrolls title. Thank you <laughs> to me have been proven wrong today. And they so absolutely I, I really wrong. encourage you to to check this one out. It's it's looking really promising. And if you are you know, shameless plug if you're looking for a community that's dedicated to Please, the game. Please, yeah. Tell
0: us all about Tamriel
6: Foundry. <laughs> I mean, what do you,
0: tell us everything that we can expect off of Tamriel Foundry. What do you guys do? Tell us uh, I tell pretend uh, I have known
1: nothing I'll, about Tamriel, Tamriel audio Foundry. Audio problems. Oops, sorry, we've cut off. Um we'll talk to him next time. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding,
6: go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I mean I don't I don't want to keep keep you here too long, but um Foundry is cool. It's a it's a community site Um, But we also are run by a a guild and a group of individuals that are really into getting the most out of MMOs, whether that's excellence in PvP, whether that's downing raid bosses in PvE and progression-based content. Um, And we have a group of guys that really loves to talk about this stuff. And so what we're going to be presenting on the site is designed to help players uh, get their feet sorted out and and no. Know... There's an idea on the air. Yeah.
1: How about we have two tandem sister guilds co-mingle between Cugie and Foundry, maybe?
6: Hell yeah! Let's make it happen. Tag team into it. <laughs> As long as we're on the same faction, otherwise we're gonna have to take you guys down. I don't yeah, know. A problem. Um, what are you guys rolling anyways? We'll what?
1: talk. I don't know, I'm kind of leaning towards the north side.
6: All of it. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we got problems already. We're rolling well, all we'll of it. We'll talk. Because I'm open. <laughs> I mean,
1: if it's a, I'm red guard, whatever. I don't
6: care. But yeah, Tamriel Foundry. It's it's a it's a community site. It's got social features. It's a great way to. Uh, Interact with other people who are really passionate about the game. So, if you're looking for that community experience leading up to launch, check us out. It's just uh, TamrielFoundry.com.
1: All right, Andrew, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you for taking time to do this. I know it's late and you have to travel tomorrow,
6: and uh, we wish you the best, man. Yeah, thank you so much. It was great talking to you guys. We'll be in touch.
1: All right, so everyone's gone. It's approximately 1:13 in the morning on Friday. <laughs> after I just say, pretty much one of the most exciting nights and days that I can I can remember. Yeah. Okay. So first thing is. Hold on. Let's
0: just let's just get this one out. Okay. You ready for it?
2: Yeah. Squee- squee- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I think it was an accumulation of nergasms. See, I think it's appropriate to say that there's probably a good 12 nergasms in someone per day. Um, at the most. Yeah. I think we went through uh, those in three hours today. I went through three diapers in my first <laughs> Before lunch hit. Like, How <laughs> so many on. times I crap myself out of excitement. I think I barely remember lunch because I was uh, like <laughs> during lunch. Okay, I'm going to get this out the, in the public right now. Right. We played three hours. of Elder Scrolls Online.
2: Oh my god! From
1: level 2, I hit almost level 8, but I'm gonna... Okay, here's the thing is, we're not gonna get into our gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday, (laughs) instead of our our Skyrim gameplay, Me and Varwin are gonna go into our Elder Scrolls Online gameplay. Oh, without a doubt. (coughs) And detail the crap out of it for you guys. What we did, how we played our characters, the 9 yards. Um, This is probably... This information is a ton. Probably going to spread out over the next three to four episodes.
2: Yeah.
1: A lot of info. We had a lot of amazing interviews today. I want to thank everybody at ZeniMax and Bethesda for all their support, uh, for inviting us, for the amazing experience we had. The awesome dinner. Mind you, me and Varwin um, had dinner with Paul Sage. Oh, and Matt for oh. Warrior, I did it. See, I told you, Matt. I told you to screw up your name, buddy. Fire Fire. fire And he made sure we, he made it clear that we understood his last name and all the jokes that were included, like Friar Tuck. And uh, if, if you're not careful, you will be friered. Um, yes, so it's, it's the uh, the ongoing joke with the community team. If you're not careful, you will be friered. <laughs> Matt and Paul were absolutely amazing. Great people to talk to in person. We had a fantastic time talking with those guys. They are great. They're putting together an absolute amazing product. I can't express that enough. Oh, God almighty. It's just. I. It, I didn't want to put the game down. No. It's, it's, it's pre alpha. Okay, what pre alpha means it is it's barely playable. Barely. Yeah. And it looked to me like it was polished enough for a launch.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It, didn't it? It was just like. I was playing this game, and I was thinking to myself, like, I'm like, why is this not being released right now? I
1: am beyond myself overwhelmed about how awesome this game is. I seriously... Other MMOs are going to make me feel depressed until this game launches, I, I swear. Yeah. That's how I feel I about it. And I'm not just saying that because we do an Ellis show, but that's the fact we're fans, and... We were going into this thinking, I know I was in particular, really curious about how much Elder Scrolls is in this game. That's what everyone wants to know. It, look. Above and beyond.
0: Uh, above and be all. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired. Um, Fair enough. Above and beyond anything else. Yeah, sure, it's an MMO. Great, whatever. It's an Elder Scrolls game. That's the one thing that we took away from this, this entire thing. And I, I literally told Paul Sage, as as we were drinking a beer across a table from one another, less than two and a half feet away from each other, <laughs> um, I told him, I said, you nailed it. Yes. You absolutely nailed it. And you know how I know this. And I was nodding in my them? head
1: yes like an idiot, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I said, you know how I know, Paul, how you nailed it? When I, when I moved my mouse into first-person perspective out of third, and I started looking around, when I was inside of a dungeon, I started looking around the area I was in at a bookshelf, searching for stuff on the bookshelf in third-person perspective. First. Excuse me. First-person perspective. <laughs> right, I got your back, buddy. Thank you. That's how I know you nailed it, because for... For just a little while, while I was doing my first-person perspective searching for, you know, stuff inside the game, I felt like I was playing Skyrim. And one of the guys from the community team was looking over my shoulder, and he heard me telling Paul uh, Paul Sage this this uh, this information. And he laughed and said, was it the time when you grabbed a loaf of bread off the table?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I looked
0: at him and wasn't I said, wasn't that Joe? You know it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you know what? Hi Joe. You're right. Yeah, let's just let's just shout out the community team because the community team for this game is is hundred percent dedicated to matching the community with the game. So so I want to say thank you. Thank you to Joe Berba. Thank you to Jessica uh Jessica Folsom, uh, Gina Gina Bruno, uh, Jeffrey Calver. Thank you so much, community team, for all the things that that you have done for us. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we would not have had this wonderful experience had it not been for your collaboration. Thank you to Matt Fryer. Thank you to to uh, to Paul Sage. Um, just an amazing time. We had such a great time. And then to, to ZeniMax and to Bethesda as well. Um, thanks go out to Matt Grandstaff, to, uh, to Pete Hines as well, um, just... You know, Pete, we we did want to
1: meet you, and I'm kind of sad we didn't. We didn't get a chance to to shake your hand and and talk, Uh, but next time, for sure. Without a doubt.
0: Without a doubt. And it was nice to see you.
1: It was an overwhelming experience for the both of us, to say the least, this whole last two days. Yeah, it
0: was a total world.
1: We wanted to shout out to the world what was happening, but we were under NDA until today, which we're actually recording on Friday. But what I mean by today is it's show's going to be released on Monday, which is when our NDA ends, um, which is a non-disclosure agreement. So we were not allowed to talk to anybody about what we were doing or where we were going. It was strictly private um, until this time. But now we can share all the information that we learned today with the world. Right. And oh my gosh, what information we have. Um, it was literally overwhelming.
2: Yeah.
1: And I seriously if you weren't taking notes, mm-hmm. uh, where we'd be at right now. <laughs> um, I I also
0: want to want to just say, um, do you think at this point we? I, I mean, this this is kind of coming off as a diary, and it, at the same time, it's also kind of coming off as a normal podcast. Um, so we're we're recording this in in segments throughout the entire event throughout a couple of days. So if our continuity is a little off, I apologize. Um, do you think at this point we've already? Uh, featured the the uh, the
1: interviews yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we did the last part of it
0: okay so we featured our interviews so obviously you heard from lead gameplay designer uh, Nick Conkle.
1: Um, he was fun to talk to he was I enjoy that guy yeah, he's great he was I, he's the kind of guy that I can easily just go, go and have a beer with and just, just yeah. have fun and, and BS with yeah
0: Oh, they were all like that. but oh, yeah. I, I think you know, in the formal setting that we had, we kind of did it with the community team too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we did. Um, I just want to say to to Nick Conkle, uh you you heard me say it um, on the show, I believe. Anyway, I think we were recording at the time. Look, this no, I don't think I did. Um, look, this thing could have been could have been marketed, okay. For Elder Scrolls, all right, but it took the gameplay to convince us that this is an Elder Scrolls game and not just an MMO. And uh, thanks goes out to uh, Nick Conkle and his his amazing team, and again to to Paul Sage and Matt Fryer for uh, for their their amazing amazing vision and, and their amazing teams. Hey
1: Nick, I'm just saying, dude, I'm a fan. <laughs> Word,
0: yes, just just great. Great stuff. I mean, these are the men and women who have made this MMO into... Do you know what it was like? Elder Scrolls. Amen. Yeah.
1: I think that this team is a crack team making a record-breaking game. I have... I am... Before, it was all speculation. Yeah. Uh, kind of weeding through information about what we could come up with and speculating after that. Um, right. Now we have facts. On what this game is, and experience playing the game, and experience, yeah. and not just the twenty minutes, three hours, three hours at least, three which was not enough. No. I could have done fourteen hours straight without even blinking an eye, easily, um, without a doubt. I mean, they were had to literally almost pull me away from the computer, yeah, to go, you know, uh, they want to take us on a tour around Zenimax, and we were. I was just like, no, I gotta kill one more, I gotta <laughs> kill one more. Come <laughs> over here, come here, come on. Um, eventually I put the game down. I was. So close level 8. Anyway, but um, we'll get to
0: that on Thursday. I will say, um, even if you're not an Elder Scrolls fan, this game coming out is one of the most important video games in the MMO genre to release in years. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, a lot of people who are really concerned about what, it, what unique elements it brings to the table... Uh, we experience yeah. those unique elements that don't exist in other MMOs. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The biggest thing I took from all this, you know, besides the fact that it's one server. Oh my god! <laughs> one server, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god!
4: It's one server.
1: Everyone in the room, in the <laughs> conference room, when they said one server, no. mega server, we were like, huh? <laughs> Everybody, I'm like, what? Everyone.
0: You, um, I guarantee you we're going to be talking about this game in in 20 years. Well, yeah. I I guarantee you. that
1: would be kind of interesting being at episode 1000. Um <laughs> I mean we they they literally told us like
0: um you're not going to be sharded. There's going to be so we we asked him like well, well what? and Matt Fryer was giving this this uh, this lecture during the the preview the beginning of the preview and he said what we're gonna do is you're gonna log in the game and you're gonna hang out with your friends in the game and I'm paraphrasing it's not a, it's not a direct quote and uh, he said there there are no shards there are no servers and I said well well uh, so so I asked him well how how is the game going to recognize like you know, is the game going to recognize like where you live and, and geographically? And he said, well, I mean, you're going to have a North American server and a European server, and, I was, <laughs> and then I understood like, oh my god, so this guy's not talking about like an East Coast server and then a West Coast server. Like,
1: and we could literally spend, you and I, a good 40 minutes talking about the subject alone oh god, of the yeah. mega server yeah. and how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to get into that tonight, so look for that for future episodes. Um, we've got a lot of information to go over with you guys. We're not gonna do it tonight obviously it's 1.25 in the morning and that's kind of late. we got I have an early flight everyone yeah. has an earlier flight home poor guy <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I was saying earlier, the biggest thing I took out of this that really shocked me the most
2: mm-hmm.
1: is I wanted to I went into this game the first level or two wanting to prove it not what it they've been claiming it to be as, as Ellis rolls. I wanted to get the flaws right all the way. And what I found funny by level three, I forgot I was playing Elder Scrolls Online. Yes. I thought I was playing Skyrim again. Yeah. But with cooler abilities. Yep. I seriously did. Um, now we Elder uh, Scrolls with a hotbar.
0: A very small hotbar. Hot bar. Yeah. That's the other thing too that, that struck a lot of a lot of players was how clean the interface was. You don't need yeah.
1: all of those
0: hotbars on the right side, on the left side. We could talk bottom. all day about
1: this about and yeah. we're going to mind you, about how the hotbar system works and how it's it's six buttons, but it makes so much freaking sense. Yeah. When you play the game, it makes so much sense and it's like a yep. breath of fresh air. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have a little tiny hotbar, you have a mini-map on the bottom of your screen, and that's it. Nothing else. It's all it is. It's all game. It's all you need. Um, the exploration of it, I don't think I, ever, I went the same way as anybody else in that entire room, period. I don't think anybody... Went the same path in the in the small starting area that we started out with. you're supposed to spend a couple of levels in. I spent six levels in exploring the entire inch of this place, finding all kinds of really cool, really 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 cool random quests. And the starting area for the for the faction we played was in where
0: <laughs> Skyrim. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> at Bleak Rock Island. <laughs> In Tamriel. Yep. That's. It was. We it's awesome. Yeah.
1: I, I, I saw names popping up to recognize. And it really recognized the map. Oh, when I showed the overall Tamriel map? Mm-hmm. Did you get as giddy as I did? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. It looked exactly like the one to. But with key changes that are mm-hmm. different because it's a thousand years in the past. Which makes sense because the northern northern territory is glacier. Yes. So there's things shifted in northern territory. All of it made sense to me. Um. Then after that little starting area, we went right into Morrowind territory. Yep. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was. The graphics are beautiful. They underplayed earlier what how they said it was going to be. You know the graphics were not going to be as good as Skyrim, but we had to do it for server purposes. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No no no. no. It's equal or more so than with Skyrim is. I was in a dungeon. And that's when I pulled you over. I thought it looked better. Yeah. Remember when I tapped you and said you gotta see this? Yeah. That room I was in? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I was there just taking in the scenery I was like, I know I'm on a time limit, but I gotta see this place. You aren't the only one. I there has
0: been oh, the other thing too is you know in Skyrim where you know you're you're looking at a big, beautiful mountainous vista and you're thinking to yourself that mountain all the way out there, I can go there and go on top of that mountain if I want to. That exists in this game as well. Very much so. Yes. You can absolutely, when you're looking out and you see points you know, on the horizon, you can actually go there as well and stand on top of those mountains and, and all that. that, that I exists thought too. It's not the
1: Skyrim territory we were in was beautiful. We went to the Morrowind territory, I was stunned. The plant life, the mushrooms, the yeah. creatures, yep. the environment was living, breathing, even in pre-alpha. Believe I mean, it or not, yeah, even in pre-alpha. I, yeah, there's so much more I want to say about this game and what we experienced, but obviously we're going to have to wait because we don't have six hours tonight. Yeah. Um, Plus, we, we also
0: have to digest what we what we went through. I mean, we we have been bombarded with just so much information. Um between the the hours of gameplay in ESO that we actually got today, between talking with you know Paul Sage, Matt Fryer, um, just hearing what what Pete Hines had to say as well about some of the stuff that we were going to be receiving during the day, and um, the, it's just it's just been a, a lot, a tremendous amount. The community team just. As well, just giving us information. I mean, the amount of information that we got was just more than we ever expected.
1: I'm a sad to go home after today. I want to stay and play. Oh, God, yeah. I want to stay and talk to the team more. The conversations that we had off the record, not <laughs> <off> the record, I <laughs> uh, mean, um, we, we learned information that we can't talk about. That makes it even more exciting for us. I mean, at least we know. And we can say that, guys. This is a game, if you're an Elder Scrolls fan, a little bit of a fan, thinking about being a fan is a game you're going to die for. You're going to fall in love with. It's going to hook you from the very minute you get into the game. Without a doubt. The I found myself running around killing snakes and rats and, and wolves because I wanted to do more combat. Hmm, hmm, hmm. The way we you heard us talk about the over the shoulder perspective they put into the game, it works in such a good way.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's oh god, it's
1: just without
0: being over dramatic, it's damn genius.
1: The armor is sexy. It really is. The way they armor uh, it's great. The weapons are awesome. Uh, Even the low level stuff that we were thinking around with. Yep. I'm still kicking myself about not about, about about not finding a bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to try that out. Well, I mean, it was just a... It was a demo, but... Yeah, well... I'll get into what I actually did on all
0: Thursday. The, all of the weapons and armor are, like, ultra, ultra racial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When, um... When Nick Conkle was was giving his his what preview... Do you, what
1: he means by not ultra racial? I mean, you don't have to be that race to equip it. As in, the look and yeah. the feel of the armor is based on the region it came from. Yes. As, and, and... And what I was about to say was when Nick Conkle was giving his preview for the
0: gameplay, right in the very beginning of the day, um, he was playing a a two-handed weapon uh, warrior type of character. And I noticed that the type of weapon that he was using, the the two-handed sword, was an orcish blade. Like you would normally, like you would craft in Skyrim. Like it was just an orcish blade. And it was right there on the back. No one drew attention to it, but it was right there on the screen right in front of us. And I was smiling to myself thinking like, there you go. They they at least paid that the much attention. The second
1: that we were even creating our character, I was taking in every detail, I can think of. Yeah. From creating the facial features, the hair, everything, the races. We saw all the races mm-hmm. available. Yep. All the classes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the classes don't mean much in all reality. No, not really. When you really break it down, the, the when you when you
0: know where you want to go in the game, you can you can do basically
1: whatever you want. I mean when, when you have you know what I think of it is is that these classes are more of a foundation for your ultimate goal.
0: Yeah. I mean when when you when you when you have Nick Conkle telling you that you can you can roll a Templar, which is generally supposed to be a a uh, you know heavy weapon, heavy armor type of character. And he's telling you you can wear robes and and be a viable healer. (laughs) I mean, how much of a how much of a of a viable base does does the beginning of, of the game really play by the time you get to end game and you really spec out and plan out what you want to do? I mean, not very much. You really can pretty much do, from what we can tell, it seems like you can pretty much do whatever you want. Just like
1: in Elder Scrolls game, and I even got I don't know if you were paying attention, but I was looking at every hint at the crafting system. I wasn't
0: paying attention that much to be honest. I, I was
1: noticing what was dropping. I went for crafting to every vendor-huh and there was vendors that had the option to train for specific trade skills really yeah, but yeah. you couldn't do them because they weren't enabled in the game yet right. Uh, I noticed armor crafting, weapon mm-hmm. crafting, alchemy, enchanting, mm-hmm. and a few other tidbits that I forgot about and I should have wrote notes about. Them. I'll remember <laughs> <Should've them> later. <laughs> well, that's what the next episodes are for. <laughs> yeah. Um, cooking. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I I got actually I got an achievement in the game. I got my there's first,
1: achievement. There in are, the there's achievements. There are there's Yes, <laughs> there absolutely is. So I, I the thing is like me and we were talking, but prior like. We, one of our questions we wanted to ask during our interviews was, are there going to be achievements in the game? Yeah. Something that we both feel strongly about that should be. Yeah. And within three minutes of being in the game, I got an achievement, and I wanted to go over there and just bum rush people. I went like, look
2: <laughs> what I found! Oh, my God!
1: But I was too engrossed in what I was doing in the game that I forgot to do so. My apologies. Yes. I, I got an achievement in the game
0: for getting my first blue item, which turned out to be a crafting map. I got the same one. Did you? Mm-hmm. It was a fish. <laughs> so, so there there is going to be an achievement system. And augments.
1: I wonder what the augments are going to play into and what crafting skills are going to play into. Do you want to bring up the add-ons thing that we saw? The API? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Look, pre-alpha, all right? We don't know what this is going to turn into. And honestly... The developers don't even know what this is going to turn into, but I saw in the menu, when you go through your options, there is a way to, there is a whole sub submenu uh, for add-ons. Now, whether that means they're going to open up the API for modders to go out there and create mods and insert it into the There data. was a
1: quote that was, someone did ask about that during a play that we heard. Mm-hmm. And they said that it was going to be for cosmetic UI-based. Cosmetic UI-based add-ons. And add-ons, right. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what World of Warcraft does. And Rift doesn't do that still. They never opened up the API. No, they didn't. Um, that was their mistake. Uh, so that's that's promising, because that's what l Scrolls, Another big part of it, is, at least for PC side, is been right, the modding, modding community. Yeah,
2: without a doubt.
1: Without uh, obviously, doubt. you're not going to be able to add new content to the game because it's an MMO. Mm -hmm. but helping with the API, um, God forbid, a damage meter. (laughs) Things of that nature will most likely be available
0: shortly after launch. Seems like it, especially when, you know, in pre-alpha they've got Mm -hmm. an add-on sub-menu right there where you can manage your add-ons. Yeah. Pretty promising.
1: My my brain is going flooding with information regarding this. And everything Look, we saw. customization, guys, you got
0: nine races. You can use any type of armor, any type of weapon. Um, something
1: drops inside of an instance. Damn it all, you can, you can use it. Yeah, we had a question. It was kind of funny. We <laughs> <You laughs> got the question during the Q&A session near the end. Yeah. Of, okay, are you guys going to tailor, are you guys going to take into to account group composition when it comes to dungeon loot? Right. Matt not Matt, but um Just Paul Paul looked at Evar One like, Were you listening to me? <laughs> you can equip any weapon any <laughs> armor in the game. Yeah, because again I have to say to you, any armor
0: any weapon, you can equip it. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. You answered that, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't understand the scope of such a thing until you start thinking about, you know, quest rewards and then once you start thinking of it from that perspective, like, you know, I any quest reward that drops, potentially I can use Random loot? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was killing a mud crab. It's just that damn simple, guys. It's just that simple. I was killing a mud crab and a poison dagger dropped off them. Of hmm. There's like a small chance to poison a target when using mm-hmm. it. I equipped it. Yeah. It was sexy. <laughs> it was sexy. I was thinking, if I had a mage, I would equip it. Yeah, and I would level up my dagger. There's something else I get into later on. <laughs> oh my god, leveling system!
2: I love it.
1: The
0: leveling system is is far and away um, the most concise and efficient way to with with the most amount of customization options in the game. There's no talent system. It's just what you're using, and it gets leveled up. Yes. And depending on the type of class and depending on the kind of weapon you choose, depends on the sort of uh, skill that you're going to get. And the more you level up that skill, that skill reaches a certain level, you can specialize that skill even further. And PVP ability is built into these skills.
1: Yes, it's not a separation. It it's
0: absolutely all part is. of one game. I got up to a level six uh, Templar, which is a you know paladin type, as you would expect that I would play. And um, the main skill that I was using for my one-handed weapon, because I was there's a there is a, a an option to level up one hand one-handed weapon and shield combo type. Um, one of the skills that, that came to me during my, my leveling process was a skill that not, that, uh, that snares my target. That's PVP. And I asked him, I I think it was Nick, actually. Um, I think it was Nick Conkle. I asked specifically, I said, this sounds like it's going to be something that's, that's really useful for PVP. And he looked at me and shrugged and said, Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I had an ability that I was going ape, ape, uh, ape, ape, crap about the entire my entire playthrough. I was playing a Dragon Knight, the opposite of what Ivaran was playing. Um, I'm going to talk to tell a story on Thursday, but I was giggling the entire time. I had a certain sound file playing in my head the entire time. <laughs> Perfect PvP. As well, <laughs> yes. as well as PVE, yeah. And I talked Nick to making an achievement based on what I was doing with that. Yeah, uh, yeah it was yeah. a pretty funny joke going around with some of the devs about what I was doing with that. And I'll get into that on Thursday. <laughs> um, well, I'll I'll leave off with this. Uh,
0: there is a mentoring system.
1: Yeah, I got my answer. Quit my my question answered. Yep, I almost said that backwards. My question, my answer, question.
0: <laughs> Your answer question. <laughs> There's a mentoring system, so if you got a buddy out there, and you wanna you wanna play ESO with him, and he just got on your end level, whatever level you are, and they're just they're level one, whatever, uh, you can you can level yourself down, and.
1: Look, uh, Paul basically gave the example was if you're level 40 and your level 20 friend came on, you wanna go do something with them and group up with them.
0: Yeah. You can. You can do it.
1: The apparently the uh, the, the um. Programming team said, uh, "Yeah, we can do it. We believe in it. Let's do it." And Paul said, "Okay." <laughs> so mentoring system. What I, I said before in the podcast, I think would be a key factor in the game.
2: Yeah.
1: Especially when they're trying hard to make it a community-driven game, mm-hmm. it is crucial. Yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say, you guys, uh, to the Zenimax team and Bethesda. I am very, very impressed and I can't wait to get more information on this game to play it more um, just to have fun with it again. Yeah. It's kind of like a really, really hot girlfriend that you can't see for another <laughs> nine months. <laughs> All you hear is like little tidbits, phone calls periodically, you know? Yeah.
3: Maybe. Hey, yeah. baby.
1: Okay so you, baby. miss you. she comes home for good. <laughs> and oh yeah it gets on. That was a really bad knowledge I apologize. Well it's late. I, I I can't wait for uh, for this game and hopefully
0: we'll get into the beta and uh, we'll be able to report from there hopefully. Um, but the fact is is that uh, for those of you out there that are wondering if this is going to be Elder Scrolls enough, Stop wondering, because we're telling you right now, we had our fingers in this game, and it, for damn, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is an Elder Scrolls, it's an MMO, fine, whatever, it's an Elder Scrolls game, first and foremost. Exactly. That, that is the way they concepted it, that is the way they built it, it
1: plays like it. All you that were really saying that I, don't, I, don't, I only like my one player experience yeah. in Elder Scrolls, you're getting that. You're going to get it. They say without a shadow of doubt, you can one single single play your heart content yep. in this game. Now, in game, they said they you know recommended to do some grouping things; it'd be ideal. Right. Fine, but you can go from one to fifty solo and have a freaking blast. Yeah, without a doubt. It's an Elder Scrolls game, fully voice acted. With quest text. One thing I caught that was kind of interesting is that some of the others are saying, "Yeah, it's kind of awkward seeing a uh, Elder Scrolls come out two years after another one." Mm-hmm. That's such a true phrase. Yeah, phrase it to is. the core. Yep. Because usually you get five years between Elder
0: Scrolls games, and here we have two years between between Elder Scrolls games.
1: It's an it Elder, Elder Scrolls game. Oh, without a doubt. And without a doubt oh my god <laughs> uh, I think I've over today so um, in a wrap up uh, this is the first time I actually got to meet Yvarwin in person and he sucks <laughs> um, no actually on all honestly I've had absolute blast spending the last two days with Yvarwin it, he really is that good of a friend I thought it would be awkward at first and probably was awkward when I hugged you, but whatever. No. Um, <laughs> the snuggling was less awkward. It was, only, it was only awkward when you grabbed my butt. <laughs> I thought you liked it. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen, I swear to God. Sorry, Jenny, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> she really is going to ask me now because of uh. that. <laughs> uh, Yvonne, thank you for coming out here and doing mm-hmm. with me this weekend. Or this week.
0: Amazing! I would have missed it for the world. <laughs> this is this was. Oh my God! What a what an amazing couple of days. Um, Unreal. Yeah, it really has been, and.
1: Uh, yeah. I love the fact that they said that uh, we brought you guys here because you're the experts. Yeah, I was like, you're kind of overplaying it, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I felt like asking. them like, do you listen to our show? <laughs> do you listen to our show? Yeah, I listen to
2: it. <laughs>
1: oh man alright so we're going to cut this off here and we will definitely be talking to you guys on Thursday so we can make Lou and Dave jealous about everything and they're going to hate us and they're going to ask us questions and all that good stuff and we have oh, the biggest thing about all this guys we have guests lined up for you guys oh my god do we have guests all Zenimax, and a
0: Bethesda or two ah yes 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 indeed yes indeed we we uh we gotta get them lined up we got to get them confirmed
1: well they kind of already confirmed that yes it's gonna happen so we just gotta set dates yeah and times for it so um, they
0: kept saying um when when things become timely so when yeah. they're ready to release a big a big oh we're gonna pass the crap out of them with email Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry in advance, guys, but I mean we're just totally stoked that that of the potential of having you on the show. So we're gonna we're gonna
1: pester you with our emails. <laughs> That's what we do. Hey man, yeah, come on, Ellis goes off the record. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> we only bite a little bit, and it's usually a nibble. That was creepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's late. late. <laughs> it's late. So everyone have a great week and we can't wait to talk to you on Thursday in more detail. Yeah. Thanks. um, Thanks again for listening to this little, this little diary of ours. Um,
0: It's been a wonderful, amazing, amazing couple of days. Um, You know, we got to meet some great people, Uh, you know, for me, Joe was obviously the the topmost of, of all of that. It's it's been amazing.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of weird. I was looking forward to meeting you around house. <laughs> this was a good time. This he good got time. he got here two hours, two and a half hours before I did. Yeah. And my flight got delayed. I got in my hotel room and he was like, just come up whenever you're ready, whenever you get settled in. I threw in my back right now and I went, Okay, I'm ready. And <laughs> upstairs, I on his door.
2: Housekeeping.
1: <laughs> the housekeeper was actually next to me and she was like, What?
2: I thought
1: that that door. you know what? I
0: I wanna I wanna say while while walking around in the development office and they were building stuff, I saw Khajiit. Yeah. I did. I saw Khajiit. That's just a bunch of Khajiit. Yeah. I did. So expect expect kaji <laughs> Alright, well listen, uh, you know, Joe, this is this is amazing. Um, Likewise, you know. Thanks again to the whole Bethesda crew, the whole Zenimax online crew, for everything. Um, thanks uh, to the listeners for, for tuning in. This is a, a special diary episode of, of what we did here and, and uh, our our initial impressions, um, our hopes, our impressions, our interviews, and um, in no way will this take the place of of uh, Elder Scrolls off the record. Uh, for for uh, this week and and uh, next week, so you know, just uh, tune in, and we'll we'll still be here. This is just an extra
1: thing on your. I feed I can't wait to go uh, nergasm over my play. Oh yeah, my play time. This is gonna be the first special episode on Thursday of our ESO gameplay. I've got my
0: notes right here for my ESO gameplay. yo I've got it right here. I
1: have it memorized. Are you kidding <laughs> me? A burn in my head. Put it down on paper. Don't don't
0: don't leave it to memory. Put it down on paper.
1: Alright, like like always, Eld Scrolls Off the Record is a quest gaming network production in Association with Miller Network. And ZeniMax, Bethesda, we love you guys. We love you long time. <laughs> Take long care. Time.
0: Take care guys. Be safe. May the Foose be with you.